have fun out there all season long with Academy Sports and Outdoors. They've got the widest assortment of sports and outdoor gear under one roof. So you'll find everything you need for quality time together. From all your essentials for game day and backyard cooking to the top brands for exploring far from home. Your next adventure starts with Academy Sports and Outdoors. To shop now, head to academy.com slash holiday. Teen, good to see you. Alien Critter, thanks for coming on in. Did I miss anybody? Uh, Hold on. Let me take a look. Once again, I apologize for the camera action. Uh, we got to do some work on it tomorrow. But the Super Chat is open. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show. And uh, do some shopping at our Spaced Out Radio store on our website, spacedoutradio.com. I know we got some tech issues, but we're still got a show going on. Let's do this thing. Horns up. Let's rock. of Central British Columbia, to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show and our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and on TikTok at spaced out radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. It's another power show with Science Bob tonight as Jimmy Blanchett is going to join us for the first hour. Then we're going to get into a lot of weird metrics and sounds and signals that Science Bob is figuring on out. Hour three, Swamp Dwellers back for another edition of The Swamp. And we're going to go to little Timmy Senor and the UFO report right after that. Once a month, our main scientist, Dr. Bob McGuire, comes on in for a little ditty we call Science Bob and Friends. Now, this is a scientific hoot nanny that we like to do on this show. Instead of getting into the woo... We get into the who, what, where, when, why, and definitely how behind everything paranormal and supernatural. Tonight, Bob is bringing in a special guest for all of you, a gentleman named Jimmy Blanchett. He's an experiencer. He's a tech wizard. He's got great hair, and he is someone who is figuring out that just maybe, maybe he's found the signal to connect with extraterrestrials. Let's bring him on in. Science Bob, how you doing tonight? It's always a pleasure to have you here. And Jimmy Blanchett, thank you so much for coming on Spaced Out Radio. Bob, this is going to be a power show tonight. 
Oh, uh, so, you know, we've done some really good shows in the last year, Dave, but there, and, you know, I've, uh, I've gone on a rant or two about the cover-up of UFOs and some of my input to that, but this is the most important show I have done since I joined Spaced Out Radio, and I am beyond honored to have Jimmy Blanchett here. The work he has done is going to transform humanity. And the stuff that we've been discussing will upset the apple cart of the world if it comes true. Now, what makes this so special, Bob? Jimmy, uh, through both experiences and his uh, connection to the paranormal, and by that I mean the, the uh, higher consciousness uh, in himself, which, of which we are all a facet, uh, you can tell that Jimmy and I are, you'll be able to tell that Jimmy, Jimmy and I are De, uh, Deb Shakti's uh, 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 followers uh, and uh, associates uh, throughout this show. We, we both believe in the higher consciousness. And Jimmy had some experiences and he had some downloads. And Jimmy took, uh, I don't want to tell all the story because I want Jimmy to tell it, but Jimmy took his amateur radio experience, which is similar for both of us. Both of us have done Earth, Moon, Earth. Uh, communications. Both of us have done digital communications on through Earth, Moon, Earth. Both of us have transmitted uh, strange signals on VHF and UHF. And now I purchased some of Jimmy per, uh, Jimmy Blanche's equipment so I can duplicate his work. I mean, we're kind of hooked at the hip, but about 20 years apart in terms of age and uh, uh, experience in amateur radio. Jimmy is uh, a very, very modern technologist uh, works in the technolog technological fields like I, I have, and now I'm, now I'm retired. And he has aimed his technological prowess and through his, and his connection to the universe and figured out a way to excite our non-human intelligence brethren to respond to his signaling. And furthermore, he's had downloads and other intuitions which have allowed him to connect the, the, the transmissions and responses to truly magical numbers and number, number properties that explain much of the observed patterns in the universe. So these observed patterns, I'm going to let Jimmy go over all this because these are his, his discoveries and his is resulting from his interaction with the universal consciousness. Jimmy, it is a great, great pleasure for you to be here. And uh, just for those in the audience, we'll introduce ourselves as, hi, I'm Science Bob, N4HY, 73s to all the ham radio operators in the audience. Jimmy. Uh, first, uh, thank you so much, uh, Dave and Bob, for having me on the show. Uh, truly a pleasure and an honor. Um, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Bob, for the introduction. It's clearly a very exciting subject that we're going to go through tonight. Um, you know, it's this, uh, this really has transformed my life uh, in many ways, and it continues to stun me every day, really. It's really transformative. And so I, I just hope that uh, sharing this experience with the folks out there will... Uh, you know, open some minds and uh, get people to, um, you know, to explore and and, uh, and look for uh, reaching this higher state of consciousness and exploring and communicating for a uh, cosmic family out there uh, who's waiting for us, uh, you know, to, to wake up. So, uh, yeah, it should be going to be a great show. I look forward to it. 
Jimmy, how did you Jimmy? get involved with all of this? You know, how did you, when did you have your first experience? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, just uh, before I get specifically in it, I mean, pretty much throughout my life, I've been very uh, passionate about universe. Uh, and my teen- teenager years, I remember reading books of astrophysics and things like that. I was always fascinated by the stars and everything. I always felt connected. I always felt deeply that we're not alone, obviously. I mean, that, that didn't make any sense to think that we're alone. Uh, anyway, so, I've, um, you know, for the purpose of this, uh, my story here, uh, I've been an amateur radio operator uh, for most of my life. I mean, I, I got my license when I was, uh, again, my teenager years. Uh, I knew Bob's also a lot of experience uh, in amateur radio. And um, I've, with a passion, I've had a great passion for building antenna. That's something I like doing for all these years. Anyway, fast forward uh, to uh, 2013, uh, I became interested in a contact modality called uh, moon bounce communication or earth moon earth communication uh, i had never heard about it and uh, when i saw it and I, I i read about it that you know people were making two-way communications by bouncing radio waves off the surface of the moon or effectively using the moon as a passive reflector uh, to make a two-way communication on earth I, I said well you know this is amazing and i said there's no way i'm not going to try that it's too cool it sounds cool it was i saw it as a technical challenge that i really wanted to uh to meet so uh you know i started building my antenna systems all homemade equipment uh, and uh you know and i i made my uh, bounce communication uh, in 2013 and uh, so i kept improving my uh, radio station and improving my antenna specifically antenna systems uh, to, uh, you know, to improve the performance. Uh, and uh, essentially that led me to, you know, close to 2000, essentially in 2017, uh, I had a pretty performant or pretty good, you know, setup um, uh, capable of delivering about 150,000 watts of uh, effective isotropic radiated power uh, on, a two, on a two meter band or 144 hertz band. And so I had a pretty good setup and I, you know, I had heard about CE5 and people making contacts and, and, and all that. And I was, I became very intrigued and I felt I needed to look at, look into it more deeply. And I, again, I always felt very connected and I had my own experience throughout my ch- in my life in terms of out of body experiences and, and things like that. So I had, you know, pretty profound experience on that end as well. So I became interested and, and I said, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this, uh, you know, to do uh, human-initiated contact, it made sense to me. I felt really uh, the time was had come to do to try that. Uh, so it was uh, in April 2017, and I decided to set up a group. I said I'm going to set up a you know a group to to make contact, and um, and so I had set up. Uh, I had identified a site actually uh, in Rose Valley, California, in, Nash, uh, in Los Padres National Park, a site where uh, I will essentially go. Uh, to first to screen the site, make sure the site was appropriate, you know, to make contact and to bring a group there. So that was my intention. And while I was at it, I said, why not, uh, you know, sending, using my radio equipment and uh, transmitting, you know, an invitation message for this experiment, if you will, uh, and a message in which I will essentially broadcast uh, the date and time and a brief uh, greeting message, you know, to uh, to greet uh, to greet, you know, uh, benevolent uh, non-human intelligence to interact, uh, you know, at that location. 
And so that's what I did. I created my own kind of algorithm, created a binary code message, which I have here, by the way, and I, I have a few slides. I'd be happy to uh, make you listen to this first transmission. I do have it here uh, on my on my, uh, my computer. Um, and so I broadcasted throughout the solar system this greeting message uh, a few days prior to going to the site. And so, uh, but really with nothing, no expectation whatsoever, obviously, uh, you know, I was not expecting anything uh, from that end. So anyway, uh, so fast forward, May 1st, 2017, I drove to the site that I had located actually on Google Earth. Uh, I knew a bit the area. I had been there before and there was a beautiful lake there. Um, and so I just uh, got got there at night and recognized it was a perfect site for future contact work because that my intention that night again was just to uh, to screen the site, make sure it was appropriate. And so to the site and uh, I had brought my small handheld radio, which I had set up or tuned to the same frequency that I had broadcasted the message with my large radio station. Again, my large radio station at the time I used was you know capable of about 150,000 watts of power. That's a lot of power, as you can imagine, uh, mainly because of the antenna system I had, which really kind of focus or concentrates, if you will, the uh, the the radiation in, in, in one direction. These are directional antennas we call uh, with you know very high gain, and so this signal literally physically reach all last, all corners of the solar system. I mean, with that kind of power, the signal will physically reach Jupiter, Saturn, and you know and go far beyond. So it's literally like you know bringing giving a, a message to their doorstep if they are you know non-human intelligence out there. Anyway, so I got to the side. Uh, I stayed there maybe after 20 minutes. Uh, I put the, my handheld radio on the rooftop of my car. I sat on a chair and I thought I would just relax a little bit, maybe try to meditate a bit, but uh, it was getting a bit cold. So I didn't have any intention to stay very long. Uh, and literally minutes after that, uh, my handheld radio started behaving in a way that it had never behaved before. And I, I had used this handheld radio for many months, uh, actually years, uh, to make uh, satellite communications and, and and all that, so I was really accustomed, you know, very familiar with that equipment. And this radio was uh, again, I have videos of it here that I can present. Uh, the radio was going off in a way that I couldn't explain. And uh, again, I was he, here. I was in the middle of Rose Valley, uh, you know, uh, and and Los Padres National Park, where there was no cell signal around. I was very deep into the valley with no possibility of any kind of interference. Anyway, but when it happened, to be honest, I, I didn't make the connection. Uh, you know, you know, I would have never expected that this was some kind of reply or interaction to my message, to the message that I had broadcasted in the prior days. Uh, you know, I, my mind, I have a scientific mind. I have a, I have a scientist uh, by, by, by education as well. I'm a chemist. And so, you know, I would have, you know, of course, needed to re eliminate all possibilities of... Uh, you know, a false positive before concluding was any kind of reply. So anyway, the interaction was ongoing. And again, I, I didn't click in the moment. I even was annoyed by the radio. I said, what's going on? I said, maybe it's too cold outside and radio behaves, you know, in a way that's, you know, the electronic is going crazy or something. Um, anyway, so after a while, uh, I packed up and I went back home uh, that night. And But I was happy with the side that I had found. And so, but I was intrigued and I said, why did the radio behave this way? And so the following, in the following days, I kept the radio clipped on my belt, on my side, uh, you know, while going in town. I said, look, if, if this radio was triggered by any kind of interference or anything like that, 
um, you know, it should happen while I am in town, right? Where well, there's Wi-Fi everywhere and signals and everything. So I kept the radio uh, clipped on my belt and did my business, you know, the next several days. And the radio stayed completely silent, absolutely nothing. So that really intrigued me even more. And I started reading about it, you know, these uh, that non-human intelligence, you know, may interact with electronic equipments and people doing C5 and things like that were having this kind of experience with, uh, you know, magnetometer and things like that. So the next, the following uh, two, two weeks later, I went back to the site. This time I was with a friend, uh, went back to the site and I, I followed the same protocol. I, I broadcasted through the solar system an invitation message, a greeting message with coordinate time and date where I will be that night. And so I followed the same pattern. And so I, again, I drove down there. Uh, it was about an hour, uh, you know, an hour and maybe 20 minutes from home. Um, and we got to the site. I was not alone. Um, and and once again, minutes after our arrival, the radio started behaving exactly the same way that it had behaved on my first experience. Then it became very obvious at that moment. And I clicked that, you know, this was really something that was very unusual. And it was some sort of reply. Uh, and I have recording, audio recording of that evening as, as well, actually. And, you know, we were, uh, you know, asking questions and the radio was clearly there seemed to be an intelligence right behind this, this, these interactions with the uh, handheld radio. And so this is how my story really started. Uh, you know, from there, um, you know, I, I bought a, a night vision camera. Uh, I wanted, obviously, to, to, uh, to document all this stuff, uh, you know, following these kind of radio interaction again i started having sightings and many many sightings um i was i I was going back to this contact site every week pretty much and then i was pretty much alone uh you know doing the contact work with a group was a lot of work and people don't show up and all that i just didn't have the time to manage this to be honest so i ended up doing really 95 percent of my contact work pretty much alone going there in the middle of you know national park alone at night uh with my equipment i saw i purchased a, a, a night vision camera uh, had the radio, uh, you know, several radios and everything, all the gear. And so I started documenting my experiences. And this is how it started, really. Uh, and it intensified from there. And uh, that's how I started gathering material that, I, you know, I started presenting on, on, on uh, YouTube and on Facebook and so on. So to answer your question, this is how it started. All right, Bob, we got about five and a half minutes before we have to go to break at the bottom of the hour. I know you want to get into the juice of the matter because uh, we only got Jimmy until the top of the hour here. So I'm going to let you take it away. We got five and a half minutes. You're on mute, Bob. Bob, you're on mute. I was trying to be quiet so Jimmy wouldn't hear me uh, sniffing or something. No <laughs> Okay, problem. so... Okay, so uh, sorry, Jimmy. Uh, uh, yeah, when I come back, Jimmy, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, have you talk a little bit about the actual signal, and then talk, we'll talk about the experiment that you and I have proposed, and then I want to play uh, Lala Bright's uh, interaction with Deb Shakti because uh, I think it's appropriate to play this because it's about you and me and her. So, uh, and, and the technique you have developed that, that all three of us wish to add to. Okay, so Jimmy, tell us, uh, when, did, when did you become an amateur radio operator? How old were you? 
Uh, I thought I was 13 years old. So it's yeah. been a long so, time. So our parallels are so similar, Jimmy. I became an amateur radio operator when I was 10 and a half years old. And uh, I heard I had to wait 20 something years before I did EME because you had to have extremely powerful, expensive antennas, et cetera. And then later on, uh, I went to work in Princeton, New Jersey, and that's where Joe Taylor lived and worked. Mm. So uh, Joe began talking to all the people who are in VHF and UHF in the area. And he wanted to try to do this digital signal, which would bounce signals off the moon. Now, he asked me to work on the forward air correction, and I gave him a version of forward air correction. It turned out not to be good enough, but Joe is brilliant beyond compare. I mean, he won a Nobel Prize in physics uh, for studying black holes and proved Einstein's theory of relativity to more an accurate level than anyone before him in history. Okay, so he figured out a way to encode stuff that would get the signal up and out of the noise and copyable once it went to the moon with very tiny systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, your, yours is a big system, but in Earth, Moon, Earth, it's a tiny system. It's a, it, uh, compared to these monster dishes with extremely high power and megawatts of radiated power that a lot of amateurs used before Joe Taylor. Okay, yeah. so I also took a library called Port Audio. And the, the Port Audio that was in uh, the first version of uh, uh, Joe Taylor's work, I did the interaction. So I was there at the beginning, of course, he left me in the dust with all of his work, because I mean, <laughs> he's just amazing. I mean, he, we now do meteor communications and Earth, Moon, Earth communications and HF communications, shortwave communications, VHF communications. All of these ways of communicating are now done digitally by methods that Joe Taylor developed. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And Joe is very known, I mean, worldwide now, and it's spread to HF. I mean, it started, again, more moon bounce kind of focus and meteor scattered. And it's uh, with his uh, latest, you know, versions it's uh, yeah it has really changed the world i mean on this week's episode of possessed jamie's parents bring in a medium to find out what has taken control of their daughter they sense something uncontrollable something unrelenting and discover that it's not an evil spirit at all but a vape if you vape nicotine cravings could take control of you tune in to the next episode of possessed to learn the real cost of vapes Brought to you by the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Everything is more exhilarating when you're on your motorcycle. Just like your bike is more protected when you choose Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. They offer coverage for your bike starting as low as $75 per year. And they keep things affordable with discounts like paid in full, multi-policy, and responsible driver. So raise your kickstands and get to quoting at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Premium is for state minimum liability coverage and excludes state fees and taxes. Rate not available in Massachusetts. Discounts not available in all states or situations. And you can literally make contact uh, around the world with five watts now. Oh, it's, this is, this is fantastic. I want to add one, one anecdote before we have to go. It's a short one. Then we're going to have to go to break. And then after, we'll go, we're going to talk more about the technique, let you play a sound, talk about our experiment, and play Lala Bright's uh, thing when we come back. So Joe Taylor and we had an Earth Moon Earth meeting in Princeton, New Jersey, and these kids came from Europe, and they were in awe of the great mm. Nobel laureate. 
So they said, uh, they came up to me because they knew he and I were friends. And they said, do you think he will show it to us? And I said, <laughs> oh, I suspect he will. So I said, hey, Joe, these kids are over here and they want to see the Nobel Prize. So he got down on his hands and knees, walked over to a couch, pulled the couch out, pulled this bottom drawer in the, of the cabinet open and reached all the way in the back and got the Nobel Prize. I mean, the guy is oh the least God. egotistical guy I've ever <laughs> met in my life. And if you knew him, you would know he's a Quaker. So, I mean, he's just a, an egoless Quaker that just tries to do good things and be friends to everyone. And that's because he's a member of the Friends Church, of course. And he is one of the kindest men I've, man I've ever met in my life. He always tells people how I helped him get started, even though I did about that much work on, on the, the, because that's, that's the way he is. Um, uh, Jimmy, uh, when is your next outing to, uh, to, uh, to, do, to do a transmission? Uh, well, I, depends. Moon bounce or non-intelligence? Either one. <laughs> I'm doing more non-human intelligence now. I mean, I have uh, completed like over 700 two-way communications via moon bounce. I've, I've done a lot. So I've put, uh, I'm spending less time on doing moon bounce communication. Now I'm focused all my efforts on the, the, the work that we like to do and uh, we'll, we'll do more. Obviously, uh, when I have time now, I like to transmit towards, uh, you know, Jupiter is beautiful these days, very bright. Uh, I did Saturn uh, recently. Also, I just released a video recently of four sightings I had uh, during a transmission towards Saturn. Um, and so, yeah. So, uh, Jimmy, I'm going to get you to hold on right there. Science Bob, you hold on to first half hour down of Space Out Radio when we return. What's a signal to ET sound like? We're going to get it to you when we return on Science Bob and Friends right here on Space Out Radio. All right, we're clear, guys. Okay, when we come back, I'm going to say, hey, Jimmy, how did you construct this signal and can we hear it? And you tell that story and they'll let us hear it. And then we'll carry on the conversation a little bit and then we'll talk about the experiment. That, that sounds good. Uh, do you want to hear the first transmission in binary code? Or uh, the I would like to hear the first one and I'd also like to hear your latest version. Okay, excellent. So I will get a, a copy of the latest version. Perfect. Let me do this now. Because you've done nonstop development. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's sending, doing... he's sending uh, he's sending ideograms now, uh, Dave. Nice. Yeah, the latest version I have has a, a message, uh, kind of written message in binary codes, and there are pictures of the Great Pyramid, the, the coordinate of all the ancient sacred sites that are lined up around the Earth, like an equator. Uh, some mathematical equations. There's a, a voice of a, um, uh, actually, I've interested an entire symphony uh, within in six seconds. That's included in there. So there's a lot of stuff. That message lasts about uh, one, uh, 45 seconds. Uh, so that we can encode a lot of good stuff in uh, in that amount of time. So let me just get get it here. That's perfect. Just tell tell us about the first one. Yep. And then the latest one, because I want people to see your trajectory, yep. even, even if it's only a small sample of the trajectory. People can see where you started was rudimentary and where you are now is complex. Yes. Let me just. And we are about to add major complexity, Dave. All right. Here we go. So, OK, I got it here. Ready to go. 
I don't know about you, Jimmy, but I'm so excited. Well, it's transformative, really. Uh, this this really has transformed in many ways. And uh, the the thing that's amazing is it's um, it's like speeding up over time. There's more information coming in, and more information there is, more dots we can connect, and yep. it's uh, it's nose ball, you know. It's so, so I identified something today uh, in something Jimmy said over the weekend about how he was receiving signals, and they were encoding it in a certain way, and I recognized almost immediately that almost surely the non-human intelligence are sending information about the latest quantum gravity theory mm. because of the way they did the encoding. And we might even be getting instructed on how to complete the quantum gravity theory. We don't know that, but we might be. In other words, it's the right way of telling us how to do things. And, it's, and then he has a piece that sounds like transmission from contact and um, Jimmy, did you record that from an FM radio? Yeah, yeah, okay, the, the so, original. So, yeah. so if, if you recorded it from a sideband radio, I believe it would sound exactly like the contact transmission because that was a linear receiver on her array. Right, yeah. And I have also the, 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 the audio video here. If you want, I can, I can play it. Uh, play, uh, let's, play let's play some stuff and then let's jump into right the last now. piece. Not right now. Don't play it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, wait till we get to the show here. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the latest, uh, I don't know if you saw the latest video I released, uh, Bob, uh, the four sightings with the uh, time encoding. I did. The, all, this info, all the information that's coming through right now, it's always related to these harmonics, golden ratio. Harmonics 144, 432, and golden ratio. And it's all ties back to quantum physics because yes. when I, 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 this connects directly to the tetrahedron, the 64 tetrahedron grid and the inscribed sphere and, and the volume of energy. I did all the, the math on it and it's just amazing. These numbers are matched perfectly. I mean, very high accuracy. And, and that's what's encoded and even in the Great Pyramid of Giza. Uh, well, not only that, the, 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 the E8. Uh, the E8 group yeah. uh, contains every piece of that inside it. And that's what this quantum gravity theory is being based on. Yeah. And you saw that you saw the Wikipedia article I sent you. We can go a lot further with this. Yeah. But I mean, the minute I saw you were doing uh, these these harmonics and you were doing like the uh, transition levels between quantum quantum levels. And it was just amazing. I, yeah. I really got fired up, Jimmy. It, well, it almost feels like, to be honest, because I've had several sightings that are always rendering the same information, this, this, like the keys of the universe, and it almost feels like they are giving us the keys of the universe right in our face, you know, through megalithic constructions, through the pyramid, through these sightings, and they are just waiting for us to connect the dots on this, because it looks like, I mean, clearly this, this has the power to free humanity if we used it for uh, technological purposes and develop technology. Gentlemen, hold on right there. We've got 20 seconds. Big thank you to Worsley, Lori, Cat Chaser, Mennonite Abe, Robert, and Science Bob for the super chats tonight. It's a great way to support what we do. And uh, don't forget, you can do your shopping at spacedoutradio.com. Great clothing for Christmas. Here we go with the second half hour.
half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate turning your listening ears. Want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show. And on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Science Bob and Friends continues right now as we have special guest Jimmy Blanchett here. The signals to the universe. Has Jimmy found them? We're going to find out, Science Bob, aren't we? We are indeed. So, Jimmy, look, let's look, let's give let's give everybody a little taste. Why don't you play for our audience the very first transmission and tell us a little bit about what you got back, and then play for us the very latest version of transmission because it's gotten really complex. All right, that sounds great. So, let me share my uh, the audio. I need to share my audio system audio and. I think I should be able to play. All right, I need to select the, the screen also. So let me there show my screen here. Okay. And uh, what I'm going to do, actually, I do have the video of it, so I can play the video and audio for those who are on YouTube can, can watch the video. Perfect. All right. So this is the very first um, signal. So let me just pause this. So you can see the screen, hopefully, in the sound? Yes. Is the sound? Okay, very good. So uh, so what you see here is the actually the first message I constructed uh, back in uh, April of 2017, uh, before uh, my first contact experience. And you can see here, uh, you know, this is a binary code message. Um, uh, so if you can, you can see in each of the sentence of that message uh, was encoded at a specific solfeggio frequency. Right, 396 hertz, 417, 528, 639, and so on. So I had constructed, uh, you know, that message with different solfeggio frequencies. And this, as you can see here, if I zoom in a little bit on the, on the picture, uh, you know, you will see these all kind of packets of eight bits. So this this is just basic binary code. So this is what I put together. That message contained a, a date, a coordinate times, and date where I will be in that night. So this is how it sounds like. So it goes on for about, what, 30 seconds. And so this was the message I broadcasted, really, which, you know, started this whole, uh, this whole story. Um, and then uh, I will let me play a second message, which is more uh, a recent version. Uh, and that version... Uh, so that version contains an entire picture... Uh, I, I can encode now uh, different things, you know, uh, in these messages. But th- this particular um, this particular message contains actually an invitation message for uh, a triangular craft, which has uh, appeared to me four times now on video. And there's actually very profound mathematical information encoded in this in the shape of this uh, craft. I, I call it the golden ratio triangular craft because if you take any side of this of this triangular craft and you divide by any other side, you always get the golden ratio or the golden ratio squared, which is just 
fantastic in itself. So this is how it sounds like, and this is the message I had created for this craft to, to I was welcoming this craft to uh, to materialize and show up, and which it did, which I, I captured on camera back on April 23rd uh, of this year, uh, 2022. So here's how it sounds like. So this is how it sounds like. Uh, so hopefully that gives that, a good idea. Of, uh, sorry, Jimmy, that was the craft responding back? The, no, no, this was my transmission. Uh, my It was a message I put together to welcome this triangular craft to, right. to show up, to materialize. So they did. Uh, I, I, I captured the, the sightings on camera. Um, maybe and that's important. That, that's going to be important to the story, Dave, is he's captured... The, 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 the non-human intelligence moving around in a pattern on the sky, and that is critically important to the story that follows. Yeah, and, and that's what I found. It's over time, um, I realized that there was very profound information encoded in these sightings. So the, this triangular craft, uh, which you will see... Um, you know, have it on videos, but this triangular craft, literally, the shape of it is, is, is a unique in the universe. Literally, as I said, if you take any side of this triangle and you divide by any other side, you always get the golden ratio or the golden ratio squared at very high accuracy. I mean, well above 99% accuracy. And moreover, even the angle, the in, internal angles of this uh, triangle, one of the angles is like 4.32 degrees, which is equivalent to the harmonic 432 one of the other angle is 6.94, which is the reciprocal of harmonic 144, 144. And amazingly, I was broadcasting on two frequencies, 144.1 megahertz and 432 megahertz. So th this triangle contains angles that match the frequency it was transmitting on. It was just mind-blowing, but which also happens to be very important harmonics that drives, uh, you know, Literally Jimmy, there, can you yeah. can you show us a little video snippet of one of the craft wiggling in the sky? Absolutely, uh, I have it here. Let me give give me one second. Um, so yeah, I have actually here. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to describe have this actually, video for our radio audience. We, yeah, we, we are. We, I'm going to describe it. Okay, Jimmy cool. can or okay. I can. We both can. Yeah, so I'm gonna first. I will share. I have the video, the the, the golden ratio triangular craft. So let me share my screen again, uh, and I we can describe at the same time. That's no problem. Okay, so let me just put it on the screen. I, I was uh, what you see here on the screen is the message that you heard earlier. You see, so uh, I will just play it just for a couple of seconds so you can see. All right, so it gives you an idea. So this is the message I broadcasted, which lasts about 45 seconds. It's a, welcome, a welcoming message to, you know, welcoming this craft, which has, I had materialized three times uh, before materializing again in April. Uh, very, very short message here, as you can see. And let me just play. Uh, what you're going to see here is two minutes after broadcasting this message, what happens. So let me just play the, the video. So what you see here is an array. Uh, there are two uh, antennas in the middle for uh, 432 megahertz. So this array system on 432 megahertz is capable of deploying a quarter of a million watts 
of uh, effective isotopic radiated power. And the 210 hours on the edge is there on the side of for the 144.1 megahertz, which uh, brought, spits out about 150,000 watts. So I was uh, here broadcasting or after broadcasting the message, this is what happened. Okay, so J Jimmy made a transmission, and following the transmission, a, 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 a geometric pattern appeared in the sky, and Jimmy's going to tell you what the geometric pattern sig signifies. Exactly. So what we see here, I have uh, on the screen, uh, you can see uh, of this craft. Now, this was a, a different time uh, that it appeared, but you see on the left uh, this, this, you know, this free light if you will it's like in a triangle shape so I, I zoomed in here in the middle and on the right side so what i did at the time i got a printout literally a physical printout of this uh, graph and and started you know measuring relatively with a ruler i had to look at the sides of this uh, this triangle um, and realized that there was mathematical information, very profound mathematical information encoded in it. For instance, if you take the, for instance, this uh, side uh, C, right, uh, 21.35 centimeter, and you divide by side B of this triangle, which is 13.30 centimeter, you get the golden ratio. The, the theoretical golden ratio value is 1.618, and what we got here is 1.605, so 99.2% match with the actual theoretical value. Uh, now, if you take you divide by side A here, you get the golden ratio again, 1.621 at 99.76% accuracy. And finally, if you take the side C or the longest side of this triangle and you divide by the side A, you get the golden ratio squared, which is 2.618. I got 2.6037, so 99.45% match. So okay, so Jimmy, that, while, you're, while you're bringing up the wiggling uh, video, I want to comment. Look, the likelihood of this being there at random is bloody non-existent. This has such a low probability of happening at random. You go, this is not an accident. This was put up there on purpose for Jimmy to see. And so the story is they are leading him through an understanding that they are about to transmit information using geometry. And the geometry has significance to humanity's number systems. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, and this is uh, this is mind blowing. Uh, you know, I have an entire uh, you know presentation on this. Uh, I don't. I know we don't have time tonight, but this this triangle, even the angle, the in, inner angle here that we see, they all have a significance with these harmonics of light and golden ratio that are encoded actually in the Great Pyramid of Giza and many megalithic structures on the planet. So it, it's all connected. Uh, and, and if anyone followed, for instance, the work of Bruce Catty, who's very well known, uh, you know, he uh, actually created or recreated the Earth grid by identifying the pattern of UFOs, you know, their location and where they were reported. They figured out the, the Earth grid pattern based on that. So these um, technologies uh, are connect harmonics. And, you know, if we look at it, I mean, this, this, this triangle or craft itself, the reason why it's, it's, uh, we see this golden ratio proportion and these harmonics may very well be because the technology they use to travel uh, transdimensionally or 
you know, instantly from one point of all, you know, a holographic universe to the other is because this technology, these ratios, and these harmonics is actually the key to for this travel. And uh, okay, uh, Jimmy, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, describe kind of the next piece. We're look, we're coming close to the end of time. I don't want to make we, sure we got eleven minutes. We, get, we got eleven minutes. Yeah, but I'm gonna make sure we get to this video, which is two minutes long. So. What is going on, Dave, and, and Jimmy already knows this, I'm saying it for the audience, is the non-human intelligences are leading Jimmy into more and more and more complexity in the transmissions that they're doing by light. And so uh, as Jimmy's ideograms and other things became more complex, their responses have become more complex. And it's quite clear uh, to me, and I'm sure to Jimmy, that they have, they are attempting to establish a method by which we can conduct two-way communications intelligently. So what I have proposed to Jimmy is that we take his most complex stuff and we begin to transmit. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn believes B2B marketing can be brilliant, bold, and innovative. And all it takes is their platform, which was purpose-built to make B2B mean more for your business. And with the targeting tools on LinkedIn, you can reach your precise audience right down to their job title, company name, location, and more. Rethink your B2B marketing LinkedIn ads and get $100 credit on your next campaign. Just go to linkedin.com slash advertise. That's linkedin.com slash advertise. Terms and conditions apply. Finally, your vacation has arrived. And it's completely fine that you didn't book a hotel that accepts pets. Your beloved dog will be fine staying home with a random dog sitter. What's your dog ever done for you? Let you be the big spoon? Doesn't say anything about the shocking amount of selfies you take at home. Uh-oh, your favorite pants. Wow, he ate them whole. When a vacation from your pets isn't an option, it matters where you stay. At Hilton, we offer pet-friendly accommodations. Hilton for the stay kind of easy to understand information and watch them transmit the easy to understand information in light form back to us. And so we can train on a computer, a machine learning system that will look at what we transmitted, see what their response is and connect what we believe the answer is to train the neural networks. So we will, over time, with a lot of data and a lot of people participating, build up a system that will allow us to do fairly high-speed two-way communications between us and non-human intelligence for the very first time in the history of man. Yeah, this is, this is great. Um, I mean, this is really you... exciting, Dave. It's... This is, Jimmy has given us the method. What we need to do is add some un some intelligent understanding of what's being sent back and forth. So we're going to utilize the the abilities of people like Jimmy and others, Lala, Lala Bright, who have these abilities to um, interact with non-human intelligences in one way or another. And between the two, Jimmy and Lala and others who want to participate, we they will act like our Rosetta Stone. So in other words, they will be the translators between what we're sending and what we're receiving. And so uh, it'll be it'll be pretty amazing. So, Jimmy, let me David, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to prevent present a video. All right. Then. 
let's do it as we've got about eight and a half minutes here. Science Bob yep. and friends with Jimmy Blanchett tonight. Just waiting for Bob to share his screen here to play a video. Okay. Can you see it? No, you haven't shared it. Uh, I think, oh, I'm sorry. Share system audio, entire screen, and share. There we go. All right. And let me drop this down and play this video. Monitoring. Mm -hmm. Turn it up, Bob. Are they allowed to help us? Okay. Are, is there something that we can do to help them help us? I mean, how can we, how can we best be of service to each other? I guess is what I'm asking. They said, talk to them, talk to them. All right. And is the, for instance, is the radio slash psychic work that Lala and Bob are getting interested in, is that a way to talk to them? Is that the preferred way or is there a better way? That's easier. But everyone pretends they're not there. You just have to talk. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me stop it right there. Uh, and I'm going to stop sharing and I'm going to come back. And uh, we're we're going to go from there. All right. So, look, what what did you hear? You heard Deb Shakti conducting a regression of Lala Bright in our home. And l- over the last month, all of the things that Jimmy has showed in his videos began to appear in front of our cameras, which are pointing out back at the sky. Every one of the things, the lambda, the triangle, the wiggly thing, we were not transmitting, but we were interested in what Jimmy was doing. And what they're doing, Dave, is say, hello, wake up, help Jimmy figure out how to do two-way communications. So Lala was asked by Debs, when she was connected to her higher consciousness, can we do the communication and do is the work with Lala and Bob want to do with Jimmy, the best way to do it. And Lala answers, well, it's the easiest way to do it, but it's not the best way. The best way is just to talk to us. And what they mean is humanity should already be able to conduct telepathic communications between us and them. And what's going to happen is according to this universal consciousness, which just directed us, is we are going to take the easy way because no human has to believe what Jimmy and we will be able to do before they can see it for themselves and begin to believe. That's what the message was and what Lala said. This is as profound as anything I have ever seen or felt in my life. The best days of my life or after I met Lala and Jimmy. And we are going to do some remarkable things, including, I believe, with a lot of work and a lot of perspiration and a lot of patience, figure out how to conduct two-way intelligent communication, leaving no doubt 
that they are non-human intelligences who are here to communicate with us. Jimmy has done some transmissions and received some transmissions that sound like the signals being received from contact by Jodie Foster in the movie. They sound just like it. Now, Jimmy's done a little different way of detecting, and I'm suggesting he do a, another way of detecting. But I believe strongly in this like claircognizance, clairsentience way that what they have done is encode data that helps us do things using the method done in the movie contact so we can easily understand it. If that's true, they could be sending us the Encyclopedia Britannica and we could decode it. Dave, this is as profound as it gets. And all we have to do is a little work. Jimmy, how do you feel about that? Well, this is this is very exciting. Um, you know, as Rob said, uh, for those who've, you know, this, this contact modality has been, you know, since 2017, uh, shared with uh, some, some folks, some experiencers, and it's been utilized around the world uh, in pretty every continent, literally, uh, a team in Japan, Australia, Europe, uh, and they've all been successful. I don't know anyone really, uh, I think, I mean, literally 100% of the people who do the work seriously have had success with this. And as Bob mentioned, um, I, I really see it as a technological aid because this really becomes completely intertwined with consciousness. It's, it's consciousness drives everything. It's the overarching principle. And, this is really just a technological aid to establish this first contact, this communication. And once you're connected, then it becomes a very personal experience. And you, you, you have your own journey. People will experience whatever is appropriate for them, depending on the path they follow. Uh, but it's totally connected to consciousness. And that's why I think in this regression that Bob was playing earlier, that's, that, that was the message, right? The easy, that was the message. Is, is we could, if we were ascended, if we are open to telepathic communications and we believed it and we had the intent, we would already be talking to them with, through consciousness. But we can do it with technology, which is not as good as through consciousness, by what Jimmy's done. That sounds incredible. It really does it's sound incredible. unbelievable. I'm sorry. Did you ask a question, Dave? How do we... How do we know, though, guys, that any type of return signal will be coming from an intelligent craft or being of some sort? Oh, that's pretty easy. I mean, look, Dave, the signals coming down can't be random if they're going to contain intelligence. So we will, with help of Jimmy and Lala and others, figure out some decodings. We will feed those decodings into a machine learning apparatus and it will learn to decode the visual imagery that we're seeing all on its own. But we have to train it how to do it. We have It's a baby and we're training this baby how to talk. Yeah. But we're training and, it with data. And, and yeah, and, and you know, if we look at the sightings, for instance, I showed earlier and I have a version that's much more detailed, there's much more profound information behind this, but the, the sighting themselves kind of validate themselves in terms of the there's an intelligence behind it. These things, does, you, know, you cannot just have a, a, a golden ratio triangular craft popping up in the sky, this mathematical information that we can validate mathematically. Uh, you know, it just doesn't happen this way, right? It's not an accident. And let me add, before Jimmy has to go, one critical thing he has done recently is identify a geometry. This geometry is at the heart of the current 
theoretical physics work in quantum gravity. I mean, Dave, this cannot be random. It has to be from an intelligence. Well, you'd hope. You'd hope, but are, with 40 seconds to go, are we training them or are they training us? Yes, we are training them how, how we speak and they're training us back how they speak and they are sending intelligence information to us that I hope we can use. And, and if we go even more profound than that, uh, you know, if we consider that time is an illusion and doesn't exist, and we know that's the case, it's been proven in, you know, in quantum in physics, you know, we may be teaching ourselves. Uh, yeah. we, may, we may, or some aspect of us, higher version of us consciousness-wise, may be teaching ourselves here, you know, to wake up and uh, realize what's, what's really out there. And so that's, uh, we evolve, you know, through, through that Jimmy, process. Jimmy, I cannot thank you enough for being on with me. Jimmy Blanchett, we got to get you on when we can do this for a longer time. But thank you for joining us as we continue on with Science Bob and Friends when we return on Spaced Out Radio for hour number two. It's going to be just a delight. Just a delight. We're going to find out more when we return on ET Contact. All right, we're clear. Oh my goodness! So look, when, when I re- when I realized that the non-human intelligence was playing back for me the things you had seen in the order yep. in which you had seen them, Dave, that's not non-human. That's a non-human intelligence or yep. human intelligence from the future. They were playing back for me the things Jimmy saw in his experiments in the order in which he saw them, Dave. That's not random. Not random at all. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it- I'll let and you guys saw, chat yeah, for a couple is, seconds. Is, I'll be right back. Yeah. Sure. Thanks. Yeah, th- this is uh, this is great, and uh, just the fact, Bob, that we connected and doing this work, they are aware of it because they are of connected they to us now. And so, so that's and, why and, they're and, playing. With- <laughs> and uh, one of the things we did not get to cover is once you began doing these transmissions, you asked them with your consciousness mm-hmm. to help you with your outer body experience. So you were already. You're one of the ascended in that you're already in direct consciousness communications with them, and they listened. Once you had them there, you asked them, and they helped. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's profound. That's something that I I, I realized recently. You know, I I mentioned that I have had many out-of-body experience in my my life, uh, even more in my childhood. And I had also a visitation in my childhood. Uh, I was one one morning, um, uh, you know, paralyzed in my bed. And were face down, and I could feel and hear beings around me, but I, I was not allowed to see them. I could not see them. But anyway, I've had all these experiences throughout my life, and I realized today that the transmissions that I'm making today may have triggered these out-of-body experience in my past, because time doesn't exist. Right. Th- that may have catalyzed some of these experiences and out-of-body and visitation, which I recall as being in my childhood, but... Um, maybe I've been triggered because I'm transmitting today, right? Time, okay. time doesn't exist. So I, it's, it's... I did not play my regression, which took me back to a previous life where I was w- wearing fur and in a tribe and n- alien craft landed, mm. put up a wand to all of our heads. And before I died, because she brought me to the end, my intelligence had increased by double. Wow. I mean, the aliens came down and modified us. 
Wow, you give me a, a goosebumps just by saying this. So it's yeah, and I and they, and they were watchers, and now Lala know, no, Lala and I both know that we have been picked by the watchers to yeah. do some work, and we yeah. our our lives were arranged for us before we were even born. Absolutely, uh, that resonates with me, and I know that what we're doing today and will be accomplishing is uh, not an accident. You know, and so half the audience will think you and I are crazy, but I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, this is real. I mean, there's a lot of evidence of it, also, right? And that before I came out public with this, I, I made sure I had a, a ton of evidence. So, um, you know, oh, yeah, if you can, oh, if you can oh, share yeah. some of the videos, and then, we have to overcome you... the skeptics. But yeah. on, on skeptics, I mean, Lala and I are in the we don't care if you're skeptical or not, we know what we've no. seen and done. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's uh, that. That's that's right. If so you present we, that video, if you present that video in the next hour, that's going to give them some some ideas of you know what the work you know can accomplish. But uh, it's great. Look, Bob, uh, it was such a pleasure talking with you, and uh, I'm glad we actually see each other. Uh, you know, and, uh, Jimmy, uh, I got to tell you, it's great that two amateur radio operators about to turn the world on its ear. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'm so uh, happy about this. You know, I have a. A colleague, uh, an amateur radio colleague, to do this work uh, with me. So well, and fantastic. we have and we have different levels of expertise in different areas, so we complement each other. And Jimmy, I am truly, truly, truly honored to help you in what you've done. It's an honor to help you, Jimmy. I am so profoundly moved; it brings tears to my eyes and a lump in my throat. Jimmy, it's great to be your friend. Thank you so much, Bob. It really touches me, uh, what you're saying. So I really appreciate it, uh, truly. I, it, it really Jimmy, touched my heart. Thank pleasure. you so much. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a great evening. Good night. And then we'll be in touch. Okay? <coughs> Good night. Take care. All right, Jimmy Blanchard. That was everybody. not long enough, Dave. Not long enough at all. I'm like losing my voice here. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Trying to regain my voice. How, how long till we go again? About 30 seconds. Uh, 90 seconds. Okay. Okay. I'm good. <clears throat> I took enough caffeine to jolt a cow. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, we got about a minute, Science Bomb. Overbuilt Automotive, how you doing, man? Boom, Jim, it's been a while. Hadley, how you doing? Let's see. I want to say a big thank you to Bob, Robert, Mennonite Abe, Cat Chaser, Lori, and Worsley for the Super Chats tonight. And, uh, um, yeah, I'm feeling fine, Penny Van. I, um, <clears throat> just through all the transitions that I'm doing with my body, it's hitting me right now. So, uh, we'll suffer through it. We'll suffer through it for a little bit at least. All right. We got uh, about eight seconds here. Or Sosa, how are you? Here we go. 
You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook, Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth, Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Jargoon. Jargoon is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as a clam sets a password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock coat to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. All right, let's continue on. Science Bob and Friends, Dr. Bob McGuire is here after a power first hour with our special guest, Jimmy Blanchett. Bob, what what an hour that was, talking about frequency and trying to connect with aliens. Well, what can I say? I mean, Jimmy's work is brilliant. And Lana and I put up these $29 cameras that are amazing. And we get began pointed at the sky out back of our home, right here in the middle of Maryland, light polluted Maryland. And uh, we began to see in the order in which Jimmy saw these things, the same things in front of our cameras uh, uh, years later, but in the same order he saw them. Dave, even a dummy like me can see it. That this is not random. And you cannot make these complex geometric patterns happen at random in star fields. I mean, Dave, they're telling me to get off my tail and go help Jimmy. And so that's what we're going to do. Well, I think that's a brilliant idea. I mean, any. So obviously, look, we're, we're, we're going to share a ton of stuff that Law and I are because after our regression, we are now seeing fairies fly in front of our camera. UFOs and orbs everywhere. We've had triangles fly over our car. Dave, our life will never be the same. <laughs> Once you go alien, you never go back, Science Bob. You nev- well, whatever never you go back. Tell us, elves are, are elves aliens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they could be. There's any of us. They all, could all we, be. If, 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 you, if you listen to Deb Shakti, she tells you it's just a different facet of the universal consciousness. Well, how do you feel about that? I, I believe her because she's, she's blown me away. Deb Shakti's amazing. Let's get some questions from our audience here first. All right. And start off with Worsley. How do you explain the turn, quick turnaround in exchange? Do you think they are close or they are using relay stations and then transmit around space time? So, Worsley, that's a fantastic question, and I'm going to give you an unanticipated answer. The space-time is a, is a user interface on your computer, 
and and the programmer the universal consciousness can put any image he wants on the universal on the on the on the screen this episode is brought to you by smart food the sweet salty snack you need this holiday season air pop popcorn tossed in delicious white cheddar cheese or mixed with sweet caramel and cheddar it's the perfect snack for your smart holiday party shop now at snacks.com ditch the crowds this year, we're not waiting until Black Friday. Get the best prices right now at Ella Flooring's Better Than Black Friday sale. You'll get our best Black Friday prices early with up to 25% off over 300 floors, including waterproof and hardwood. Special financing available. Now's the time to get floors that are in style and in your budget. The Better Than Black Friday sale ends November 15th. Visit your local store or shop online at LLflooring.com to save up to 25%. Your expert from inspiration to installation, LL Flooring. In front of you. So the universal consciousness has chosen for our illusion that we call reality to put us in space time. So, uh, and distance and time mean nothing. They mean nothing. This consciousness is everywhere. It sees all, knows all, and it has, it sees all of time. So it can be anywhere it wants at any time it wants at any moment. And so that's your answer. They, they can be halfway across the galaxy and in our atmosphere in the next microsecond. Hmm. That's one way to look at it. One way to look at it. All right, let's continue on here. And let's go to Raz. Where do you draw the line on classified data? I don't care. We are, in, we are going to do everything we can to end classified data on the, this subject by showing the world that they are not here to talk to the United States government or the Russians or the Chinese about how to build better weapons and spacecrafts that can fly fast. They are here to elevate us so that we can join in and act in Congress with other facets of the universal consciousness. That doesn't have anything to do with government. Okay. Let's uh, move on here to another question from Human Carl. We don't want to misstep and get him confused with alien Car- Carl around here. You know that, Bob. And he is okay, asking, so- how does Jimmy get half a million watts in his backyard? Okay, so let, let's let's take 500 watts. Let's take five 100-watt light bulbs, and let's put a massive magnifying glass in front of it, and let's concentrate those 500-watt light bulbs into a tiny little point right in front. And all of a sudden, the amount of photons hitting that dot where it's focused is the same as if it had been 5 million watts. Okay, so the gain of the antenna is added to what's coming from the transmitter and takes 500 watts and makes it a million, half a million, by having 20 dB of gain. All right, let's continue. From the Doug Shelby. Hey, Science Bob. I wasn't able to get... Excuse me. Hey, Science Bob. I wasn't able to get what the message was Jimmy transmitted to them in binary code. Was he trying to say ballistically howdy or basically? Doug, Doug, you're brilliant. In his earliest days, all he was doing is say, hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? And he got back up, yeah, beep, 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 we can hear you. 
And but he's moved on. Now he's beginning to transmit imagery, formulas, music, and other things. And as he has done that, the complexity of the stuff coming back from them has gone up in a commensurate level. I mean, he's as he has gotten more complex, they have gotten more complex. Now, the thing that we are going to add is experiencers who are already communicating. And these experiencers that are already communicating are going to translate between what Jimmy says and what their response is. And once we have that translation, we're going to flow it into an artificial intelligence computer and learn how to translate automatically. These experiencers are our Rosetta Stone. And we transmit something, they respond. The experiencer tells us the translation roughly, and we flow that into a computer and it learns on its own through data only how to translate what they're sending. Final question I have for you so far, Bob, from Chris Mo in Austria. Did you read the Getty Aliens paper, Bob? I've I've never even heard of it. Me either. Do you mind if we play the short video now? Yeah, let's uh, let's play the short video, and then we'll come back. And I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to share my screen and do it. Sure. Let's get right to it here. Science Bob is going to play a video here of what I don't know, but he's surprising us as per usual, because that's what Science Bob does. All right, this is yes. but before you play that Bob, we do have to uh we do have to state this video is from Jimmy Blanchett's YouTube channel that he does give us permission to use for educational purposes and uh and he has given us permission to use this for the show. So go ahead, Bob. Indeed. And by the way, the video I played of Lala Bright with Deb Shakti, I received permission from both of them to play that video earlier. Get you to unmute that, Bob. Uh, I don't think it's muted. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It is. So it says, in November 2020, a contact invitation message was broadcasted throughout the solar system and beyond to invite friendly civilizations to manifest their presence in the sky during daytime. The extraterrestrials were promised that upon honoring the contact request, the daytime sighting produced would be shared with the rest of humanity. So this is in Ventura, so, California, November 16, So what you're hearing is the signals of the transmission that Jimmy Blanchett was making towards the sky and sending out through radio signals in the sky. So what he sent was a picture, and the picture says, human-initiated contact invitation. 
greeting you with love and peace. And he shows the picture from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind of the French French scientist wiggling his hand in front of the alien. And then he shows uh, what's his name from Switzerland or wherever he is in Europe welcoming a close encounter. So the transmission was addressed to the Andromeda Council, the Galactic Federation of Light, and all friendly civilizations from the fifth dimension and above who are willing to make contact with mankind in universal peace. If safe and appropriate, humbly requesting to see your beautiful ships during daytime near me so I can share with the rest of humanity, welcoming your protection from an ambassador to Earth, continuing planetary advancement. And he got a response. And what did the response say? We're going to get there in a second. On November 17th, 2020 in Santa Barbara, California, Jimmy Blanchett and his system received a response. At 12.11 p.m. in the afternoon, we saw a craft in the sky, and we are watching a video of the craft in the sky against the clouds. It's daylight enough that we can see blue sky, and we see what looks like an orb in the middle of the sky with clouds in the background, so it's beneath the clouds. So uh, the, the post-analysis the, of uh, the object's trajectory showed that no, sub, uh, no object or celestial body should have been present in the region of the sky. And not only that, you can look at the video and it's pretty clear it's beneath the clouds. object was just above an airplane. We see an airplane in the video and the object and it's right above it. So it is inside our atmosphere. Now, Bob, I, I want you to pause right there because for the people who can't see this or if they go and view this on our YouTube channel or on Jimmy's, you know, there's always going to be the skeptics out there who say, well, hey, isn't that a star? Isn't that a uh, some sort of what? Couldn't it be some sort of weather balloon or something along those lines rather than a UFO? I mean, it could be just coincidence if he's along a flight path, which obviously he is with the airplane flying by. Could it not be something less extraordinary? The reason, I'm going to give you all the reasons I see why it cannot be. First of all, it's bright and looks spherical. The airplane is seen easily because it's reflecting the light from the sun and, and down to our eye. This object is round and it is uniformly illuminated. You cannot reflect the sun from the backside of a sphere. So the backside of the sphere would be dark. 
because that would be in its quote nighttime. Furthermore, you see the object moving around in somewhat random fashion. So it uh, uh, has a little wiggles in its trajectory. That's number one, number two. Number three, uh, given that it was traveling as fast as the airplane was earlier in the video, it cannot be a balloon because it was traveling as fast as the airplane earlier in this video. So we've ruled out that it's a balloon. We've ruled out that it's a star. We've ruled out that it's anything but something floating right now, floating in the atmosphere. And we are going, this, this object floated in the atmosphere so long that nothing we can think of would allow it to float there for as long as it did, because that requires a tremendous amount of energy just to sit there and hover at that at that level and it's high enough in the atmosphere you can't do it with fans and if you tried to do it with fans you'd run out of gasoline or battery in a heartbeat so this is not a drone this is not a helicopter this is not a balloon we have ruled out all of these things from the physics that i've just given you wow Okay, in this piece, we're showing that there are two objects. There's one that's brightly lit and one that's dimmer. And one of the object that was dim, which is clearly beneath the clouds, is moving so fast. It's moving faster than the speed of sound, hypersonic velocity inside our atmosphere, where any known body that we had at the time of this video, when Jimmy made it, would have burned up in the atmosphere because it couldn't sustain the friction from going through the atmosphere that quickly. What the, what the non-human intelligence is doing is showing it can do two different things in one video that are impossible by physics known to man. That is absolutely so, um, cruising. That second, yeah, it's, it's moving. It's moving way over the speed of sound, but and there's no sonic boom. I but mean, we also this is not, we also noticed from the fighter pilots uh, of the Nimitz incident, who also uh, made the statement that these things were traveling so fast, and yet there was no sonic booms at all. That that and it, any any the and the way they took off any living being from Earth inside the craft would have been crushed into a puddle of jelly. Well, let let me ask you this then, because I don't really understand how it works. All right, how does something go faster than the speed of sound without breaking the sound barrier? Okay, so. Uh, we have a hypothesis, because that's all we have, uh, uh, at least the public, that's all the public has, is the hypothesis that it surrounds itself by a perturbation bubble in space-time. And the bubble in space-time is 
tilted like a wave. And this wave flows and the spacecraft is like a surfboard. So the wave of space time moves left to right uh, in this video. And the craft is like a surfboard and it's floating along that wave as it moves through space time. And so if you distort space time, you're not moving the air. You're not moving the air because the air moves with your distortion of space time. So it's not it's not going to set up a sonic boom because there's no place where you are moving inside that bubble fast enough relative to the atmosphere to cause a sonic boom. That's how it works. It's quite the theory. It's warp. It's a warp bubble. All right. All right. Let's finish. So Jimmy points out at full speed, the object is almost too fast to be seen. Yeah, it is hypersonic. And anything we built at that time would have burned up in the atmosphere. I mean, it's just going so fast. You, you, okay, let's, let's see where we're going now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so many of us have seen these this video of this tic-tac-looking thing coming down a mountain valley in Utah and turning over. Okay, so Jimmy took his video camera. This will be the last of this day. He took his video camera and he zoomed in on the glowing object. This is very good to see because the object is uniformly illuminated and it is illuminated, it is the luminous, the luminosity is internal. This is not reflected sunlight because it's uniform. And if it were sunlight being reflected, the backside of the sphere away from the sun would be dark. And you will notice, we notice in this, this picture, this, this stopped frame, that there is a bubble of darkness around the shining sphere. That would be the warp bubble. And we're seeing it right in front of our face. And you can tell from the way the warp bubble is dark on one side and dark on the other and lighter along, the, uh, along one axis, that that is the wave that the bubble is surfing through space time. Dave, that's enough of this because it, it just does concluding remarks. I'm going to stop sharing. All right. Thank you, Science Bob. We got under a minute to go here. And when we return on Spaced Out Radio, if I can get control of my voice. We're going to go to more audience questions, and Science Bob is going to detail the real science behind trying to communicate with extraterrestrials. Bob, this is just absolutely incredible. You know, if if we can break through this, these may be secrets with 30 seconds to go that only governments like the United States have. And if they do, they may not be able to do what we're doing. But look, I'm sharing the idea. I'm telling everybody how Jimmy and I are going to do it. So if the government can't do it, take it freely. But let me tell you what, you ain't going to keep the crap secret. Because when I figure out how to communicate, I ain't talking through you. There you go. There you go. This is why we love Science Bob around here on Spaced Out Radio. Dr. Bob McGuire comes in each month to go through the who, what, where, when, why 
and how of everything under the paranormal umbrella, where we are more who than woo. Science Bob and Friends continues on Spaced Out Radio right after this. Stay tuned. clear buddy man i'm telling you what i'm on a mission more than i have been in years more than i've been in years dave we can do this i think with jimmy and lala and you and other experiencers anybody that wants to play can play this is not about me doing something that jimmy and i are going to make money on we don't care about money we want to be able to talk to the non-human intelligences that are coming here every day. Because they, they're they saying, hello, hello, God bless America, Russia, and China. Come talk to us, fools. And I'm hoping they're going to tell us how to save this wicked planet from our wicked selves. We'll see how they do. We'll see how they do. Billy Gunn, welcome to our chat. Oh man, the day I the day I saw what Jimmy was doing, I went, "Oh man, this is so neat! I got to get this equipment." So I started getting the equipment, and as soon as I started getting the equipment, the things out back started sending these things he had seen in the order in which he had seen it. I'm Dave. You cannot make this up. This is not some fiction. This is stuff that's happening right in front of my eyes, along with my girlfriend on our IR camera. It happens that way. Yeah. Dude, when I met you and Chris Bledsoe, I went right down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you can blame us. I do blame you. You should. I know, and I'm happy to blame you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is fun, Dave. And I know, I know that if we succeed, uh, it will be for the good of humanity because we're not, we're not keeping it secret. We're going to give it, I'm going to tell everybody on the planet Earth how to do this communication on day one. You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today. Or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. You're invited to explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and float along the rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. Plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdoor adventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome. Try that, government. You're on fire, Science Bob. You know I am because I'm tired of this, Dave. There was a time when I would have been one of those people like uh, initial CM or LE who would have been trying to figure out how to use this craft so I could defeat the Soviet Union or the Russians. 
those days are over. That's not what they're here for. They're not going to tell them how to build a weapon. They're not going to do it. They're going to tell us how to communicate with all our sisters, brothers, and other weirdos all over the universe. Well, Cubs down to the weirdos, man. <clears throat> don't mess with the, with the, with the weirdos. Because they don't care about your weapon. No, they don't. Uh-huh. And they don't care about your propulsion. Nope. Hi, Asimov. And, Mel- and, and, and Melinda, Leslie, and others like her who put their hand on the panel and the craft lifted off with their mind. There you go, Dave. It's all about consciousness. And the consciousness asking of the universal consciousness to move you through the construct of space-time is how we will trans. And and even Ben, what's his name, from Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, knew this. All points are connected through space-time via consciousness. And space-time is a construct. It is the computer screen with icons on it for our interaction with our version, illusion of reality. I like it. I like it a lot. <clears throat> and my, this computer screen illusion of reality, let me credit where I got it from. Donald Hoffman, the cognitive scientist at the University of California at Irvine, who has proven mathematically that we do not see reality. What we perceive as reality is an illusion. He's proven a mathematical theorem that that's true. Hi, Skip to my Lou. How you doing? This is the most freeing thing that ever happened to me, Dave. One second, Bob. We want to say thank you to Worsley, Lori, Cat Chaser, Mennonite Abe, Robert, and Bob. For the Super Chats tonight, very much appreciated. It's a great way to support what we do. If you haven't already, give us a thumbs up. We're uh, below 100. We're not used to that, so let's get that number up if you don't mind. And after the show, leave a comment. It all helps with our algorithms, and uh, and we really do appreciate that, everyone. Here we go. Point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Great to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Glad you are enjoying the ride. I want to remind you that if you miss portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on until the top of the hour with Science Bob and Friends. Dr. Bob McGuire is here talking all things signals, signals, and more signals. Bob, we got questions from the audience for you, if you don't mind. 
I do not mind at all. But one before we get through the first one, I want to offer anyone in this audience, now or later, if you want to play, you're welcome. But you got to do something specifically on this project, like work on the artificial intelligence, build your own receive and transmit system. You got to do something, but I don't care who you are or where you live. There you go. There you go. Help them on out. Help yourself out. Bob, first question comes from our resident Timbit. He is asking, what's the best price of tech we could all afford that would enable us to have an ET interaction? Okay, so what I have already demonstrated here, and I'm going to assemble this so others can see it, is that Jimmy sent transmissions with extremely expensive equipment. And he received uh, uh, transmissions from the ET using extremely expensive equipment. Later, he went down to less expensive equipment because he used a camera. Now, I am receiving the light transmissions that Jimmy received with a $29.95 camera that you can buy on Amazon. It's made in China, and it comes with a smart app that allows you to detect motion, and it will record it, and it turns on the IR at night. I mean, this is just, it's just amazing. And so you cannot transmit legally, but you can receive with a $29.95 camera. And what Jimmy has told you, I'm going to reiterate, if you are willing to receive what they are sending, they will always make it possible for you to see what they are sending, given any camera you put up. Right. That's how they work. <clears throat> Excuse me, Bob. I'm battling a cough here. But um, I also want to add one point to that. Now, somebody like Tim is a, is a very much a nuts and bolts kind of guy. But communication doesn't have to cost a thing. You could get the tech to confirm your information. But realistically, contact or ET interaction doesn't cost a thing if you know how to communicate with them. Yeah, yeah, look, if you if you if go read mindful meditation or go watch Deb Shakti talk about uh, raising your energy level in meditation and doing some some yoga and uh, get, get, uh, raise raise the the energy from your root chakra through your crown chakra. The, this all sounds like gooby woo 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 stuff, but what Dave and I are telling you is we and others know from experience that all of this is real. Very true. Very, very true. All right, let's go to Linda here. Linda is asking, Bob, do you think they are alive or machines? Linda, that's a terrific question, and I'm going to give you a Deb Shakti answer. We, live or machine, are all part of the universal consciousness, so all, all of them are alive. Yeah, they seem to have 
some sort of biological entity within them. So that is how they are presenting their version, their facet of the universal consciousness. I'm channeling Deb Shakti here. I'm telling you, I'm just went over the cliff. <laughs> that is a facet of the universal consciousness to have a, a, a entity inside it. Apollo 11 is asking, would it be appropriate to ask them who they are and where do they come from? Of course it is. Of course it would, because they would like to say uh, something that you can understand, so they will establish a way to communicate with you, irrespective of whether or not it's reality. It's because all we see it as an illusion anyway. So i got to tell you, during my regression from Deb Shakti, uh, I'm so happy to see Apollo 11 here because my first part of my session, I, I entered the consciousness of Neil Armstrong and flew with him to the moon with Buzz and Michael, uh, uh, Michael Collins. And that was the single most profound experience of my life. When I was a child, I watched Neil and Buzz and Michael go to the moon and to be sitting in Neil's chair as if I was him, and go there, do the trip, and come back and experience the entire time in a few minutes where I was, you know time has no meaning. And you can do anything with your mind if you believe and have intent. All right, let's go to another question here. This one from Pixie Lara. As someone myself who feels that I am getting mis messages regarding a returning, have you had any similar clairvoyant messages? Indeed, we have. So um, Lala, in her um, progression, experienced uh, one of her other existences. And when interpreted uh, through her and the regression, we know that there is a returning of these entities to the earth in order to help us in the future. I'm not going to say who, what, why, or where, or when, because it's not my story. Okay. Be selfish that way. Doug Shelby is asking, did Jimmy just stumble onto this fooling around and struck gold, or was he more or less chosen? J Jimmy was prepared and open. He was already having these out-of-body experiences, so he was already transmitting his consciousness wherever he wanted it to be. Okay, so he was ready and open. And whatever this intelligence is in this particular construct chose him to receive a download. He was downloaded how to make this initial communications happen. Let's go to Brown Dwarf. Bob, do you believe it's possible to make contact through the use of certain psychedelics? So I believe as strongly as I can, Brown Dwarf, that through DMT and psilocybin and other things, that we drop the use of the part of our brain that uh, keeps us trying to solve things logically and we quiet that down and then pay more attention to the, the weak signals going through the, 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 uh, un, the, the untamed unconsciousness 
uh, unconscious part of the brain that is, is the other side. So we're not trying to do logic. We're trying to receive messages. And so uh, they, these, these psychedelics enhance that perception. So a remote viewer turns off one side of his brain so he can get a weak signal into the other and hear it. So uh, that's, that's what these psychedelics do. They turn off the strong, loud portion and let the quiet, in, uh, uh, intuitive portion work. I'm going to disagree with you there for a quick second. I'm not saying psychedelics don't work, but I highly disagree that you need them for communication. No, no, you don't. I, I, you don't, I, but I know you're not saying that, but many people today are pretty much are pretty much Bob stating that the best way to gain contact is through the use of ayahuasca or uh, psilocybin or ma magic mushrooms or or whatever it may be. And I'm here to tell you you don't need the the uh psychedelics in order to get yourself to that level of consciousness or awakening in order to have contact. All it is, is it's controlling your mind. And the more people you are around or hang out with who have contact, whether it's in our chat rooms, whether it's listening to this show, it really builds up your own energy and your own, I'm going to use the word force in order to build your, your uh, communication levels. So, okay, so I want to I want to I want to second what Dave is saying because what you're trying to do with this energy is energy is directly proportional to frequency in in quantum mechanics because it's E equals H nu. Okay, so as you raise your energy, you raise your frequency. You become brighter and brighter as the energy goes up and your frequency goes up. And as you become brighter, you become more adept at doing these communications. So you're trying to raise your frequency so that you can be an instantaneous communicator with all the consciousness around you. I want to support what Dave is saying 100% with a slightly different description of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but don't think that if you want to have contact, that you all of a sudden got to jump into psychedelics. It doesn't work that way. You do not. You do not. You're much better. You're much better off doing mindful meditation and yoga than you are doing psychedelics, because psychedelics are there and then they wear off. Mindful meditation and yoga are a lifetime. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Where do we go from here, Bob? Well, I think we follow along, and so Jimmy and I are going to try the initial versions of this experiment with Lala and whoever else wants to play with us. And should we succeed, there will be a great big paper showing all of our data to SCU next year. Okay. Now, where are these studies going to be con conducted? All over the world, I hope. But there, I'm, I have a... I have a massive machine learning computer in the hallway behind me that needs to be moved into my office and set up in my new home. So that that massive machine learning thing will will train the neural networks that can go out and run a computer that big hooked to your camera. When you are doing these tests, what kind how do you start off with with these tests in order to make them 
scientifically viable. Okay, so you what you do is you send a transmission and you receive a response. And you want to show that the transmission gets a repeatable response in some detectable way. So you have to be make this the the experiment repeatable. So if it's repeatable, then you can have a theory. So Lala, you others come in with a theory from your own perception of uh, paranormal or, or consciousness, uh, what the message is. And so that's a theory. So then you put in your theory, it trains the machine learning machine. So then you go back and you test your hypothesis. You have a theory, you, you make a prediction, given that theory, you test it by sending a transmission. You look at the response to see if it agrees with what you predicted. That's how it's science. You make you 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 do some tests. That's observational science. From that, you make a guess. The guess trains the machine learning. Once the machine learning's done, that's a theory. You you make a hypothesis that if you inject this onto the transmission, you should receive a response, and the machine learning helps tell you whether you were right or not. If you were right 95% of the time, you're pretty close to getting it right. If you're right 5% of the time, you're screwed up and you've got to think again. That's why we call them a science bomb around here. Uh, let's see. Raz is asking, have you monitored your brain activity during these experiments? That 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 experiment is uh, has been done and is underway now, uh, and uh, so that that's that's kind of the way it'll go. So Gary Nolan has done a lot of monitoring the brain active brain activity, and what he did was test experiencers and paranormal people and found out they have an unusual brain structure compared to the rest of. Humanity that does not have these experiences. There is a highly interconnective neural tissue between the caudate and putamen in the brains of people who are experiencers or, or paranormal or psychic abilities, including Gary Nolan and all of his family. All right. Skip to Malu is asking music and frequency and sleep. Oh, absolutely. So, look, how many of you have gone on YouTube and played binaural tones? You play those binaural tones and some part of your consciousness is enhanced or you're allowed to sleep better or your memory works better or you wake up happier. You get the idea. There is a connection. Calms the mind. It's like Calms the mind or, or excites you to work. I mean, the, 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 the tonal patterns and, and other things change the way your consciousness is interacting. Yes. Anything to calm your mind down, you know, like it's like when you're sitting in front of a campfire, doesn't matter what time it is, just watching the flames and feeling the warmth. It really, really puts you out. It puts you in a place of deep relaxation. So I want to I want to say there are there are counterexamples. There are people that are deathly afraid of fire, and so they can't even look at it without going into quaking fear. So if you have a phobia, you, your your brain does not interpret things the same as others. 
Let's get to another question here. Human Carl wants to know what's the make and model number of the $30 camera. Hang on a minute. Uh, and uh, I'm a, I'm a uh, wingnut wrench, so I can put it in the chat. And I'm looking it up now. Just go, go on to the next question. I'm going to put the camera model in the chat. All right. Next question after this is from Starsguard. Is the mechanism to monitor the brain waves something we can build ourselves? Uh, I believe that you can. I do I believe that, but I have not done it. But I think I know how to do it. So uh, uh, th that's a TBD for me. So others may know, and I encourage them to tell you. Okay, I'm clicking on the camera URL, and I am putting it into chat now. And there it is. So in chat in YouTube is the URL to Amazon. Plus, checking from Trustmark even includes identity theft protection. Another way Trustmark fits you to a T. Don't stop Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. On for the, for the camera. And it is a wireless security camera. 1080p HD. Wands view. W-A-N-S-V-I-E-W, Wi-Fi home indoor camera for baby, pet, nanny, two-way audio night vision, works with Alexa, TF card, slot, and cloud. I mean, this thing is unreal for $29.99. It's unreal. It costs that little. All right, Science Bob. We've got about five minutes to go here. How important is it to try and gain that communication with ETs? Um, given what I know, it is the only way to save humanity. Explain, expand. Pe people that I know and trust have seen details of future events in which we will need saving. And Chris Bledsoe is one. Chris Bledsoe saw an event when he went, when he was taken on Cape Fear, and given the government's interest in him, they believe it. And that's what's got you worried. Uh, no, because no, no, because he saw them interfering and stopping it. Right. I mean, anytime you, anytime you have a friend come by and prevent a nuclear war, you're really happy. Oh, very much so. Very much so.
and I and I could see where where that would be, you know, prudent in certain times here, you know, I really do. So and and someone asked me on another occasion within the past week, who were the politicians most up to it and with it currently on uh, uh, ET? And I went, Cap, uh, Gillibrand, Senator Gillibrand from New York, uh, Representative Gallagher in the House, and President Barack Obama. Because when and you don't know that except Barack Obama's talked about. Well, we've seen this stuff. We can't explain it. Dude, he got told the whole story about Chris Bledsoe's prediction at Camp David by Tim. uh, What's his name? Tim Taylor. Obama knows. Well, I knew Obama knows. Yes, I was uh, very much understanding with that, that uh, Obama was was in the know with everything. Well, and, and, and as soon as he got in the know on that, he cracked open the door and got to got to see all the core secrets. Now he's keeping them secret because he swore an oath. Right. Right. But the oath the, the oath binding is about to end with the passage and signing of the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023 and the Intelligence Community Budget Act of 2023 signed by Biden. It will break the doors open and we will have Roswell everywhere. Well, we can only hope. No, we will. There's just no other way. It can't go any other way because everyone who holds these secrets is going to be given a blank check to escape their NDA. That's what these bills do. Well, I'm I'm still taking the I'll believe it when I see it. Oh yeah, I don't know who or when. I just know these things enable it. And with the thousands of people who've been screwed over since 1947 by the government trying to keep all that crap a secret, I promise you, dude, they will not keep them all hidden because they are angry. And who is they? All the people who got stomped on by the government to keep stuff a secret. They are allowed to talk even if they signed an oath. Wow. Well, let's that's hope, what's in those bills. Let's hope that's the truth, my friend. You know, I mean, people can go read the bills for themselves. I'm just telling them how to read it. Quite quickly here, Bob, with 30 seconds to go, when do you see the this report coming out? We were, we're already day nine into uh, where it was when it was supposed to be released to the public. There's nothing yet. Uh, how much longer do you think we're going to have before the, uh, the uh, next um, report comes out? When will the final determination of the makeup of the House and Senate be done? Because... If one party wins, it all comes out. If the other party wins, it never comes out. Or it doesn't come out now, it comes out later. That's why we love you, Science Bob. Science Bob and Friends wraps up for another month. We'll talk to Dr. Bob McGuire next month, final time of 2022. And coming up next, we're going to head to the swamp. Swamp dwellers here for another spooky story that Tim Senor brings the UFO report. Beauty Science Bob, 
beauty. What a great show that was. Oh, my God, Dave. You need to go get some You're going to have it exclusively. You're going to have it exclusively. I'm not doing it anywhere else. Perfect. You need to go get some sleep, my friend. Oh, my God, I'm tired. Yep. I can tell. Guy. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Science Bob, everybody. Science freaking Bob. I'll be right back. Give us a minute.
Sorry about that. <clears throat> no, Elavni Volador is not around right now. I don't know where the jerk is. Don't really care. <clears throat> He's just bad news. Oh, hey, Clam. <coughs> Once again, sorry about my cough tonight. I'm trying to get over it. I want to say a big thank you to Bob, Robert, Mennonite Abe, Cat Chaser, Lori, Worsley, and OB Flett. For the Super Chats tonight. It's a wonderful way to support what we do on this show <clears throat> on a nightly basis. So thank you so much for the support. Thank you for everybody who is hit the subscribe button tonight and give it us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Don't forget to, uh, after the show to leave a comment. It really helps with our algorithms as we try to defeat the YouTube machine. So... You can do some shopping at spacedoutradio.com. And don't forget also our Vegas party at the Golden Nugget, May 19th through 21st in Las Vegas. We want all of you to come around and be there with us. Yeah, thousands upon thousands. Let's fill the place up. Let's have some fun. Here we go. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hi to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America and digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davy the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. What do you got for us tonight, Clam? Let's take a look here. We have Jargoon. Jargoon is your password. Use it wisely, space travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again where we head to the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another creepy journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. 
Hi, my name is Lana, and this is my story. On July 17th of this year, my niece had come down from Las Vegas to visit us. She had supposedly gone with my son and a friend to one of their friend's house to visit. I was in my bedroom cleaning it up because it was a mess. At one point, I thought I heard something and I thought maybe they had come back. I looked around but didn't see anything, and I knew my son and niece wouldn't be pranking me because at that point they were still rather honest kids. I went into the kitchen and I thought I saw my niece Erin disappear around the corner of the hallway. I went down the hallway and knocked on her bedroom door, but she didn't answer. I even called her name. I went back to my room for another hour or two to work on cleaning it. Simply, I thought I heard a noise, so I stepped into the hallway and called out for my son and my niece, but nobody answered. At this point, knowing I heard something, I went to knock on Aaron's door. I tried to open it, but I couldn't get it to open more than halfway or a foot or so. I was able to stick my head around the door, and in the darkness, I could see her sitting up at the end of the bed. I called her name, but she didn't answer me or even act as if she had heard me. So I went back to my room since I couldn't open her door and got my flashlight. I stuck my flashlight through the door and my head around the door because that's all I could get through and saw she was laying down in the bed. I kept calling her a name, but she just wouldn't answer. I grabbed my phone out of my room and called 911. The operator kept asking to see if she was breathing and I told her I couldn't get in the door. Something was blocking it, but Aaron just kept laying on the floor. Finally, the operator agreed to send an ambulance and the police. In the meantime, I was yelling and screaming at Erin to get up, but she was not moving. About this time, I realized there was something on her arm in the back of her neck, which I realized was blood. At this point, I'm just screaming and crying and getting no movement out of her. It has not sunk into my head yet that she may be dead. I grabbed my flashlight, and the operator said the police were coming and went to the front door. Mind you, I live out in the country, and there was only one house and trailer to the left of mine in the woods on the right. I was jumping up and down, yelling and screaming and waving my flashlight, and the police just drove right on by, as if they didn't see me. The ambulance stopped next door as if they didn't see me either, which was strange. An older woman in the nightgown screaming bloody murder, waving a flashlight, and they didn't even see me. So I told the operator that they had all passed my house except for the ambulance that was next door. Finally, the ambulance pulled up, and soon the police followed. I led them to the back bedroom, and then they made me leave. I heard one of them say, She's gone. And they were right. She had to have been gone for a while as rigor mortis appeared to have set in. Her left hand was curled up so tight that it was white. The right hand was underneath her head, with her other hand hung tight in her fist. We suffered a terrible loss that night, but the one thing I'll still never get over is how she had been dead for four plus hours, but somehow I saw her walking through the hallway. Did I see her ghost? Did she already know she was gone? Was she just trying to help me find her body? I don't know. It's one of the strangest things that I can't move on from. And we say thank you to the Swamp Dweller for freaking us out once again as Swamp Dweller opens up the third hour of this show every Monday through Friday night. If you want more of his thousands of stories, you just go over to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. And you can sign up, hit subscribe on his channel, and listen to him all for free. So go check it on out. We really do appreciate the Swamp Dweller around here. And you know who else we appreciate? We appreciate our good friend, little Timmy Senor. We call him the Tim Bit around here, as he's here for the UFO Report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know.
Timmy Seymour. What's happening, my friend? Not much, bud. How about yourself? What a great night. What a great show. Yeah, what a night to uh, lose my voice. You know what it is? The night just started terrible. It really did. Like, I had to, after the show last night, um, do one of those Microsoft updates on both of my broadcast computers. Well, on my main computer that I am using and speaking into right now, it messed with all of my audio settings. And it cleaned out a bunch of my audio settings. So about an hour and 15 minutes before showtime, you know, I walk into the studio, do, 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 like I normally do. You know, I waddle on in with my fat ass that I have. And I'm putting things together. I go to put on YouTube. No sound. This is an issue. Call up Big Bad Chuck, my tech uh, director. Say, Chucky, we got a problem. We got a problem. There ain't any audio in the old system here. But we got it fixed up about 14 minutes before showtime. And when you do a nightly show like this, dude, you got to go in relaxed. You know what I'm saying? You got to go in relaxed. And I'm wound up. And I think that's part of my voice problem tonight. Yeah, maybe. Plus, you had those glitches with your signal coming in, too, which however you fix them, thank goodness. But, yeah, I noticed those as well. Yeah, we got that fixed, too. Ah, Yeah. Either way, we're doing something different with the UFO report tonight. We're going to fire off some questions to each other here and see where we go. And we're going to discuss and debate them. I like this format. I do. It was a real slow day in the in the UFO news world. So, <clears throat> Tim, take it away. I mean, you're like, hey, let's let's do something different tonight. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, and I appreciate the forum to do it because, as you know, I don't really get the opportunity to ask some of the questions that I'm discovering as I go along in this journey, you know, and so your, your audience is witnessing somebody that is relatively new to it. And so I have some of those questions that are, you know, a little naive perhaps, but I try to keep them relevant. And so maybe we can discover something tonight together. And I actually encourage your uh, audience to get involved because tonight I do have the chat turned on. So um, anyone that has an input or a comment Plus, checking from Trustmark even includes identity theft protection. Another way Trustmark fits you to a T. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Or as we like to call it, the can't have just one deal. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, McChicken biscuit, chicken McGriddles, or crispy hash browns. Want two sausage biscuits? Buy one, get one for a dollar. Want a sausage biscuit and hash browns? That's cool, too. Choose more of what you love. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Or some kind of question. Um, I'll be reading that. And so we can bring that into the conversation. Um, And so... One of the topics that I'd love to bring up um, is what would our ideal 
path to true disclosure be? What's kind of the ideal situation and, and what's our perfect example of what it could look like? Oh, that's a, that's a brilliant question right off the bat. Because as I have been stating for, well, a number of months, almost a year now, in seeing what I am seeing and the disappointment that I had after the governmental hearings, congressional hearings on this subject earlier this year, my disclosure is completely different than the confirmation that they are having a conversation about. Who are they exactly disclosing to, Tim? They're disclosing to their inner supporters and those who have been elected who are choosing to keep the public out of the limelight with this subject. That does us no good. Doesn't and so are you kind good. of saying that this, the spokesperson currently on the topic is potentially motivated by money? Is that kind of what no, I'm hearing you saying? No, I don't think it's money. I think that there is a giant group within the disclosure movement who want to keep this as secretive as possible. We've seen this narrative since the To The Stars Academy, where they're only going to tell us what they feel we know. It's very communistic, this subject. The ideal disclosure is this. You don't have to, and I wish the United States government would figure this out. You don't have to disclose what you need for national security. But you can give up some juice about what happened at Roswell, what happened in Phoenix. If you're already confirming that UFOs are here, tell us where. Tell us what you know. What about Kenneth Arnold? When it all, the flying saucer started, the term flying saucer. Okay, we have all the information out there, except that, in my opinion, the reason why we haven't had any true disclosure, nor will we get it, and I've said this for years, and I think I'm right. I may be wrong, but I think I'm right, Tim, and that is this. Deep in the U.S. Pentagon or wherever it is, 48 stories below, there is a box. And that box contains every UFO secret, an alien secret the United States government has from Roswell on forward and maybe previous to that. And they have played such a nasty game within the world that they don't want the secrets to leak out whether it's reverse engineering whether it's holding alien bodies whether it's holding uh, crash retrievals element 115 or whatever it may be Eisenhower allegedly trading humans for alien technology and if that is true if just one of those stories is true Tim the United States government is going to have a lot of egg on their face. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and so do you feel with the ramping up of this topic politically that there is something to be gained by the players other than the truth? And that could be their motivation, um, be it technology or political support. Um, is this topic being used now for other than truth? There is no truth. There is no truth. The only truth that they have stated is that the phenomena is real. We have unidentified flying objects that cannot be explained coming through our atmosphere. How vague is that? Right. Right? There, There's truth there. It's 70 plus years since Roswell. Tell us what happened. Why do you need a triaxle trailer and a platoon of army men to cordon off an area for a weather balloon that could be thrown in a Jeep that they were using back in the day? A general purpose vehicle, Jeep. Right. Now, I know there's tons of people that have had up close and personal experiences with this. So this is going to seem like a naive question, but what percentage do you think of cases that they're using publicly uh, now on the, on the topic do you think are explainable on purpose um, so that they can potentially explain this off as something not real and Along with that, what are, what are the chances that, um, you know, the stuff that we're actually seeing is just, you know, our secret tech. And so they're happy to disguise it with UFO as the lo the label. Well, I think they're going to be playing a big game with it. This is all a big game. If they had any care for people around this subject, they would have started talking about it in a more open fashion. I mean, go, let's go back to the the hearings back in June. We have a 98-year-old congressman, you know, who probably should be in an old folks' home rather than sitting in Congress, who has the nerve to ask the representatives of the UAP task force on whether or not this phenomena is just swamp gas. Like, get off my lawn. And, and the thing is, Tim, there are so many cogs that are turning right now to keep this story quiet that this will never come out. You have the morons who call themselves UAP activists who are out there, uh, you know, saying, go NASA, go government, go Lou, go Chris, go everybody, rah, rah, rah. We're going to disclosure here when they don't even understand what disclosure means. You have a media that does not want to cover this story thinks it's a waste of print, radio space, and airtime to do anything with this, even though 
every time a UFO story is brought up, it sets records. Records for paper sales, records for viewership, records for listenership. Pay attention, radio stations, okay? Because that's why our programming is important. People actually want to listen to this stuff, okay? But the media, the news hounds, they think this is still a big joke. They don't want to cover this story. I mean, I'm reiterating everything that I've said for a long time, Tim, and I and I realize that. Number three, if the media doesn't ans- ask proper questions, how do you get proper answers? Look at NASA right now. Look at NASA. NASA is lying through their teeth to the public, and we here at Spaced Out Radio and our affiliates are the only ones where people are hearing the BS that NASA is pulling right now. Tim, three weeks ago, just three weeks ago, you and I were very politely debating this subject. And you were on Team NASA until you saw Darcy Weir's film. And you heard the pilots. You heard the astronauts. And the other night when you brought up that story just a couple of nights ago about the another astronaut coming out and saying they saw what looked to be a checkmark shape in lights flying through space. And NASA denied it through resident skeptic James Oberg, who said it was lights reflecting off the ocean down near South America. I saw a different person in you. You were angry. It pissed you off. So all of these government agencies and affiliates like NASA, they are laughing to the bank right now because the media, who is supposed to be the public watchdog, is more interested in what is happening with the the election runoffs with COVID with Kardashians with uh, Taylor Swift's latest feud. All right. They're more interested in that than telling a story that will affect 7.75 billion people. It's a great answer. Thank you for that. Um, and so what's your thoughts? No, I, I, so I'd rather not because mine don't really come from a place of knowledge. I, I'm, this is why I'm asking you. Your I brought opinion. these to you and your audience. I want your opinion. I don't care about knowledge. I want your opinion. What would you like me specifically my opinion on? Because it was kind of a, a broad. This moment. question, this exact question that you just asked me, you know, what does real disclosure look like to the Timbit? Right. Um, so for me, um, things have been looking like disclosure and your audience is going to hate that but that's only coming from someone that is very new to the topic i didn't know that the government even knew that this existed you know i thought it just existed in the pages of science fiction and so when i realized it was a topic really being discussed and there were real scientists on it i was like oh this is real so my take is that it's happening rapidly and i was my world has 
changed very rapidly. And me being open to this topic has changed. So I am Joe Public, right, um, in many ways. Um, of course, I did have an experience that shuttled me towards this. But anyone that reads the newspaper nowadays could be living that same paradigm shift. So for me, um, the perfect situation with disclosure would be um, release of the data that is leading them to their conclusions. I, I need to see the math. I, I need um, I need more independent people on the topic that don't have any kind of chips in the game. Um, and then I need it on a on a worldwide level, not just America. It needs to be every country doing their own research because it's not something that's distinct to our part of the world. So that's what it would mean to me. It would be something global. Now, obviously, it, it happens to each of us individually on, a, on its own level, and it'll happen individually, and you'll see the, do the dominoes fall. But it, it takes something to connect somebody to it for whatever for whatever reason because it is like a you know it, it's a massive topic to accept um now i've seen it in younger generations where they've already accepted it and so disclosure for them has perhaps already happened they're already like yeah i'm sure that we're being visited you know and so when they see it in the paper they're like yeah no big deal Let's continue this talk. When we return on Space Out Radio, little Timmy Senor and the UFO report continues. As Tim joins us a couple times a week. Give us a UFO update. Tonight, though, it's all about opinion. We're having some fun with it. We'll take it right through the next half hour next with Tim. All right, we're clear, buddy. Your audience has so much great input right now. I wish I could read it and think at the same time. Um, I appreciate everyone's comments. I'm totally going to be reading into some of that. So um, great stuff tonight. Just really great stuff. Thanks for allowing me to kind of bend into some uh, philosophy and deep thought. Well, hey, every now and again, we've got to do it. Every now and again, we it. have to do it. You know? Indeed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we can continue on even though we're not, right? Or do you, do you want to just hold off until we come back? Oh, we'll hold off till we come back. Cool. <clears throat> so how are you holding off on no Tim Hortons? You know, you can make oatmeal at home. I don't know um, if that's... <laughs> yeah, I got to go shopping tomorrow. Tomorrow's supposed to be my day off. And I have okay. just a brutally brutally hard day tomorrow yeah thursdays can be one of those things yeah and i gotta get to the gym tomorrow too right on brother right yeah. on good for you and i see you drinking water there oh yeah I'm good on you always drinking cheers. water man yeah cheers to that thank you Appreciate Indeed. that. Appreciate that. Some great questions there in chat. Great comments. Big shout out to Terry Hall. I see him there. YJ Overlander. Jim Goodall. 
Little Jimmy Goodall right there. Yes, there he is. Wonderful. Yeah, little Jimmy Goodall. There he is. Stand up and give us a wave. And back at you. <laughs> So have you heard the rumor? Should I wait to share the rumor to the world or just your audience on what's up with the UFO report? Uh, I don't even know. You tell me. I can. Uh, That when Congress initially read it on, I think it was on the day it was supposed to be delivered. It was delivered on time. They kicked it back saying that they didn't want to hear about anything that was explainable. And so all that stuff that was reported through the New York Times kind of got kicked back. So they were actually reassigned, and I heard that there was a new date even in March. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so March 6th was kind of a new date. But that could change, and that could also just be a rumor. But it got kicked back because there was too much of the explainable stuff, and Congress did not want to hear about any of that, and they said, Take this back and bring us a report on UAP, not on Chinese drones. So that would be a great reason why. And so hopefully that's it. But hopefully, you know, that was just a rumor and we'll get an actual report here in a couple of days. So hopefully Dan Warren, by the way, former guest here, we got to get him back on. He has on his uh, TikTok channel, Fifth Pillar of Emphasis. If you haven't seen it, he has made a great, great series regarding waiting for the UFO report to drop. Really? Oh, it is hilarious. There's like nine editions now. I'll look for that. Oh. They're hilarious. Fifth pillar of emphasis. Cool. Yeah. Why Jay saying that they're just stalling and they will continue stalling until the reset is underway and nobody cares. We're in the middle of a mud flood 2.0. I can't even Tartarian. Very cool. YJ's a deep dude. That guy totally knows deep. things. Totally yeah. deep. Smart guy. Yeah. He blows my hair back every time. Yeah. He eats a lot of spam up there, you know, because up uh, up where he lives, you know, a can of spam is uh, is like a delicacy. But, I love spam. They've but, got a great salt-free version. Hey, hold on. We got 20 seconds left. Uh, thank you to Lori, Worsley, Obi Flett, Cat Chaser, Mennonite Abe, Robert, and Science Bob for the super chats tonight. Very much appreciate the love and support. Once again, if you haven't already, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Leave a comment after the show. Tell us what you think, what disclosure is. Here we go. We're heading for home tonight. 
on Space Down Radio. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot. Read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Now, right before the break, we'd ask little Timmy Senor of the UFO Report, you know, his opinion on disclosure. What does disclosure mean to him? Tim, welcome back. Thanks for having me. The kid with the questions tonight. That's right. Um, and so I do feel that it's going to be up to the individual because for everybody, it's going to take more or less. But I do feel like it's simpler for the younger generation simply because I see it. You know, um, I get kind of a shrug from people that, you know, are younger that interpret this as a potential. They're just like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of goes without saying that it exists. And even existing here is not that big of a stretch. Now, Perhaps somebody in my generation and older, they may have a little bit of a stronger. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Or as we like to call it, the can't have just one deal. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, McChicken biscuit, chicken McGriddles, or crispy hash browns. Want two sausage biscuits? Buy one, get one for a dollar. Want a sausage biscuit and hash browns? That's cool too. Choose more of what you love. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed plus free home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Opinion against it simply because of their programming. And I hate to say that, but we're all programmed a certain way. And um, so am I. And so was I. And, and it's hard to reprogram somebody that has internalized their world you know, and they operate their daily functions based on some core understandings, you know, and something like this really undermines somebody's core daily beliefs. And so it's tough. And so for every person, I think it is going to be a different thing that's going to, you know, flip the switch from belief to, or from disbelief to belief in disclosure and, and open them up to this because it's not just going to be blurry videos and it's not going to be uh, New York times. Um, and it's not going to be our show or anyone, you know, necessarily, or even a family member, you know, sometimes it, it's much more personal. And so it's, I think it's going to be the individuals that, you know, the tide turns for, but generally speaking, I think that it needs to be from independent sources Somebody that, like I said, doesn't have skin in the game. And, and you know, you bring up a good point there before we get to section number two here. And that is everybody will have their own personal disclosure. That I believe. Okay. And you, especially those who are experiencers, 
they will they already know they have no uh cons- there's no question about it aliens exist okay aliens are going for it they exist and uh, they, they know that there is not much more that is needed in their own understanding of of the extraterrestrial phenomena that being said a worldwide disclosure is something that is still up in the air. And if we see the players that are playing it, doesn't matter whether it's Travis Taylor, Lou Elizondo, whoever, we've seen them talk out of both sides of their mouth. We've seen NASA lie. We've seen a government that wanted transparency on this subject take it behind closed doors. And we as a public need to open up our eyes to that. We really That's do. right. And somehow sway the zeitgeist, if you will, and and get public opinion across the board kind of just open. You don't have to formulate an opinion necessarily, just be open to what's coming potentially as far as information goes. What do you got? You know? I'll, I'll let you pick the next question. Cool. Um, so, yeah, well, okay. So I'm just going to jump to the second one because I feel like it's a biggie and it doesn't get a lot of airtime in my opinion, and it deserves more. Um, so from a, a, a layman like myself, that this is a big, and I won't say scary necessarily, but it's a big topic, and I feel like it's it's a rare occurrence. Um, and so how do you think we, you know, as the general public that hasn't experienced something like this, how should we interpret abductions? And are they all about, DNA and hybridization and is it something that needs to be talked about more and and explain it perhaps in a in a way that I as a layman could understand well abductions are a tough thing because nobody is going to believe you until it happens to you or it happens to a family member. All right? I mean, Tim, you're a, you're a proud father, just like I am. How would how do you think you would react if your one of your children came up and said, "Hey dad, there was these really weird-looking guys in my room last night. I saw my clock, it was 1 in the morning." Next thing I know, I opened my eyes, my head was hurting, and my clock reads 4 a.m. How would you react as a parent to that? I mean, that's that's a very scary reality. That's the aspect of it that really does, I guess, put terror in my heart, simply because it's not happening to me, you know, a family member. Or someone I care about. That that's the scary aspect. That's exactly what motivates me to ask more about it because I don't understand it in any way. And if I understood perhaps what the motivation behind it was, it wouldn't seem so dark. Um, you know, even if it wasn't a positive experience, if there was a betterment somewhere along the way, it would be something that wasn't so dark. Um, however, I don't think that every experience is the same, and I'm starting to understand that. 
Um, and the more people that I come across and get to interview personally, I can tell that it's something absolutely that happened to them. And they believe it 100%. And I have no reason not to doubt them. Or I have no reason to doubt them. Um, and so that's, you know, an embarrassing, I don't know the word, but it's it's an upcoming and a, a becoming a reality, you know, just to me. And I'm so these are the questions that I'm coming across that it, it is something that I don't know how I would interpret that. I would 100 percent believe my child because it's not something that they would get from any source that they're getting. We, we don't talk about that in our family, even with our experience. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I would look for expert help. I would look to this community for expert help. Who would you ask, though? Well, I'd start with you, and I would hope that you would know who to put me in contact with to help me, because stay that's away. a desperate situation. Stay away from the fringes, people. Stay away yeah. from the fringes. But you bring up a great point, because as I have endeavored into this um, and tried to bring some science and some clarity to it for myself after my experience, I had a lot of people saying you need to be careful because you're shining a light on it and they always look back. And so that was something that I was like, what if this is a reality? What if I don't even know? And it's already happened. Like, so that's why I was asking more on, on it. And I don't, I feel like it is very taboo um, simply because for the people that it's happening to. It is a taboo subject right now. Alien abduction is a taboo subject because those who have it happened to them cannot believe it happened to them. What they've seen, what they've experienced, what their body felt, how their body reacted. All right. Those who've never had an experience are easy to call it out because there is no evidence. Well, why didn't you put up a trail cam in your room? Why didn't you put a video camera in your room? You know, those marks could have been caused by a cat. Or maybe you were barbecuing outside and you tapped your leg against a 700-degree barbecue. I mean, skeptics have every answer in the world that you don't want to hear. And they don't understand, nor do they care to understand, what you went through even though they will boldly tell you, hey, what is this all about? What is going on here? What happened to you? There's no compassion. None whatsoever. Alien alien abduction is a scary thing, man. And so how should we interpret it? Like, what's your interpretation? Because you've had experiences. How How do you interpret it? Like, is it them reaching out, trying to embedder themselves? Is there, like... Is it scientific? Is it purely for DNA? I don't is, know. is it just for communication? Do you have any insight? I, Being an experience of this yourself. I don't remember enough. I'm not trying to dodge yeah. the question, but I, I literally I literally do not remember enough to give you an answer on that. What I do know is this in the snippets that I have had, one of the most common things, especially lately has been this feeling of a gravitational pull. Okay? Hmm. 
And knowing that when that poll happens, I'm going. And I don't have a choice. I get mad with them when it does happen. Because I'm tired of this nighttime crap. I am. I'm like most experiencers, man. I'm tired of this nighttime crap. Okay? You know, I'm going to sound real chauvinistic here for a second. But be a man. Land it in my backyard or hover it over my house and walk me outside while I'm wide awake. Or take me through the wall while I'm wide awake. Make sure we go to Tim Hortons first. One that's open. That's great. Okay. But the Thank po- you for that. But the, yeah. the point that I'm getting at, Tim, is this. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Most experiencers, even with positive contact, okay, don't care for the feelings that you go through. Right? And that's why I get mad at them. Because I, I yell at them, I don't want to go today. Have the balls, Mr. and Mrs. Alien, to park your ship in my backyard, okay, and come in, get me, and say, hey, Dave, we're going for a ride. Okay. We can do that. We're going to stop at a drive through first, but we can do that. <laughs> okay. And that's the reality of it, Tim. That's the reality. We don't cool. know what's going on. Yeah. And and I don't think we know the true answers to it. I think the experiencers deep down, like myself or other people, have the answers as to why it's done. But they're so embedded and locked up in filing cabinets in the back of our head, we'll never remember. And so briefly, just before we change subjects, I've heard that there's kind of like you get out of it what you put into it. So if you go in this experience um, fighting it and angry and scared that it won't be a good experience. But if you're groovy with it and you go along with it, um, there can be even um, an exchange of information. Is that something that you have run across or is that just something that is in the purview that you, you know, that I've just heard? It's purview. There, okay. And, and, you know, the, this is why I always caution people, okay? Be very, very careful with who you listen to for information, okay? Part of my question for tonight, actually. And so why don't we just do that? Well, we got seven because minutes. So let's get to that question. Yeah, so where can people go for real information on UAP and UFO and true alien topics like where can we go for real information well the first thing i'm going to stay say right off the bat is stay away from the following stay away from people who call themselves experts stay away from people who uh claim to have millions of listeners yet you look at their youtube channel and they've got like 200 people as subscribers I think that's a, a big piece uh, of what you do. If somebody is full-on matter-of-fact about their answers, stay away from them. 
rely on the old timers who have been there, done that the last 20 to 50 years. Okay? Because they are still trying to figure it out. They have no game to play. Whether it's Richard Dolan, Linda Moulton Howe, Grant Cameron, some of the legends in this field. All right? The next thing is this. Check up on people. Check up on people. If they call themselves a journalist, find out where they worked. I had one I got blocked by one fake journalist, and I'm not going to say who it is, but I got I got blocked by one fake journalist who was arguing on Twitter that he was a journalist. And I frankly said to him, I said, no, you're not. I said, tell me what beat you worked. I said, was it crime? Politics? Streeters? Did you work in radio? Did you work in television or print? If so, could you let us know the label? Okay, because just walking into a website and now saying I'm a journalist is not being a journalist. You're a citizen journalist, amateur journalist, whatever you want to call, who's just writing a blog or vlog and adding information to it. Some people stumble into the career. Okay, but the majority in this field are not journalists. Do a resume check. Make sure that people are telling you the truth. And if they start getting fanatical, okay, we've all seen the fanatics. So all of a sudden, let's say they're talking UFOs, but the next thing they are talking about is the queen reptilian uh, who is eating virgin children before they went to bed uh, while staying at the palace. You know it's BS. You know it's BS. Okay. Now, those who believe in those conspiracies will say, well, how do you know that's true? How do you know that's true? Do I know? Okay. But if you're an experiencer of the phenomena, you can look at somebody and know that their story is crap. It's one thing about experiencers. And for those in our audience who are experiencers, they'll agree with me on this. Okay, you could tell very easy if somebody is pulling in your leg or not. Yeah. Right. And number at number four, and this is one of the most important things that I'm going to say about this before I turn it over to you, Tim. If somebody is so fanatical on one side that they refuse to listen to other conversations or discussions about this. Stay away from them. Twitter is a cesspool of this. Facebook number two. All right. If they can't see beyond what is going on. Example, we should all praise Tom DeLonge for a team that he didn't create. That started off with a pressless press conference. Pressless press conference is 
the press were not invited to a press conference. But the fake journalists were okay with that. They thought it was a smart, bold move. The real journalists were like, I'd have been there. Tim, we got about 90 seconds. What are yours? Oh, it's spaced out radio, 100%. This is where I come for all of my UFO and woo information. You know that. <laughs> That's why I'm here, part of that. Um, yeah, I might stick around for a little bit of after show because I do have one question. Is that going to work for you? That will uh, work. After show will be after we get off the radio and yeah. then uh, we're still on yeah. YouTube and Twitch. Yeah, we can uh, we can play with that. But but I mean, you know what? Be careful where you get your information from. Okay. Yeah. To some point, you can still trust the mainstream media on that when they are reporting stories. Most op eds, okay, which is a an uh, uh, an opinion story, okay, are going to be garbage. Okay, because normally it's from journalists who, like we just saw in the New York Times, who have zero interest in learning about this subject. Okay, but be careful where you get your information from. It doesn't matter whether you listen to us or whether you listen to other shows. Watch out for the fanatics. Watch out for the posers, the fake journalists, the fake scientists. If you don't believe something about a person's credibility, check them out. That's why the long and strong, like Richard Dolan, Grant Cameron, et al., have survived. And be careful of Reddit. Take it with a grain of salt. Tim, we got to start wrapping things up here, man. We do. We Thank you so much. It's been really fun and what a great show tonight. Thanks for oh, letting yeah. me uh, mingle with your audience and All the time. kind of bounce some questions. Don't don't uh, harsh me, you guys. I'm so sorry, but uh, I've got a million questions and they're probably ones you guys already know the answers to. But oh yeah, um, hopefully there are people that have those questions too. Absolutely, and thank you to Science Bob, Jimmy Blanchett, Swamp Dweller for coming on in tonight. It's going to be one heck of a good podcast let's do in the future we got mr ron bumblefoot thal rocking in the background with little brother is watching bumblefoot is the official music of spaced out radio rocking us in and out of every single show get your horns up for the guitar god himself special thanks to everybody listening in at work at home in your cars wherever you may be thank you to everyone in our chat room tonight YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, the Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio. I know you're out there somewhere. Remember, this show is copyright. Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for tuning us in tonight. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. 
Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Or as we like to call it, the can't have just one deal. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, McChicken biscuit, chicken McGriddles, or crispy hash browns. Want two sausage biscuits? Buy one, get one for a dollar. Want a sausage biscuit and hash browns? That's cool too. Choose more of what you love. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hi. Close your eyes. It's time to discover what starting and growing your own business feels like. Whether your business is bed sheets or skincare or jewelry, Shopify's with you every step of the way. Hello. Now, open your eyes. Feel ready to start and grow your business with Shopify. You'll get the tools you need to nurture your growing business and feel the same satisfaction as listening to this ad. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Simply start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com/free22. shopify.com/free22.